0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of Guapish Rule 34. As always, I'm your host, Tanner, and to doi... Do- fuck. You say today, that joined- so
1: often, too. That's not the first time you've done it.
0: It's not the first time. I don't know why I like saying to doy" so much. Is that from something? That's probably some fucking Cartoon Network fucking line that's stuck in my head now. Anyways, today joining me is my very special guest, Nico!
1: Um, I prefer you
0: call me by my official name, Cum Glob Spillionaire. Cum Spillionaire, Jesus Christ. Why?
1: Uh, because it sounds similar to Slumdog Millionaire.
0: It does. But why would you want to even be known like that? Um, it's badass. Do we need to watch that movie sometime? Is that movie any good?
2: That, that's your movie that you're picking, that's Tanner. A, that, no, I was going to say that's a spoiler for Nico's pick this week.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. Well, and uh, finally joining us is my super special guest,
2: Jackson. What's up? I'm Jackson. I'm also known as the Tenth Angel.
0: <laughs> which one is the tenth one? What, what? Which one? One is
3: is that? That's
2: the one that comes in as a coffin and then it like absorbs Ray in the end of like the second movie. And it's got like the okay. big tentacle things. It's the one that got like mm. all the way down and like started the fucking third impact.
1: You would want to wrap your tentacles all over Ray, wouldn't you? Hell yeah! Jesus. Alright, we got anything to talk about today? <laughs> there we go. Of course we do, Tanner. What do you mean do we have anything to talk about today? We've got that big-ass topic channel where we can just pull shit out whenever we want to. Now, Tanner, there was something mm-hmm. that I wanted to I ask you. I thought we could just sit
0: in silence for a couple minutes, honestly.
1: If we do that, we'll get, like, truncated out, though. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, just immediately go into whatever we end up talking about, you know? Like movies or something like that? We're not doing that right now. The Tanner. Yes. There's something I want to ask you here. So, last week we watched a fucking. What was it called? What's that one maybe that we watched? Which one was it? Last we'll week? Hot American Summer. That's the one. Well, hot American right, Summer, right, Tanner. Right. We ended up watching that, and it, at some point there was like a scene of them, you know, they're all fucking into like a drug den or whatever. And I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you, Mr.
0: Nikolai. I've never been in a drug den.
1: Okay, okay. Hey, however, (laughs) follow-up question. (laughs) Has there ever been a time where you've, like, gotten to, like, hook up with somebody, and you, like, immediately got, like, a really bad vibe, or things seemed a bit too shady, so you just dipped?
0: Mmm. See, the problem there is you made made two parts to that question. You made, (laughs) have you ever been somewhere that seemed too shady, but then you asked, have I ever dipped? Yeah. I've dipped... Two maybe three times mm. i've been in pl- i've been in many more shady situations, but in fact I think one of my more recent times I dipped really because uh I was going to this how long ago this was probably six months ago or something um I was going to a hotel room mm. to meet someone and uh as i was wa- i was i walked there because it was super close to my house. And uh, I saw some person, like, hanging out at the door that I was supposed to go to. I don't know who that who it was, though. I'm like, hmm, I'm just going to bounce. And <laughs> so I start walking back, but the guy clearly, like, fucking saw me. And so he, like, drives up next to me. He's like, hey, man, you trying to rob me? I'm like, what? No. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's super fucking, I, only, I probably almost got killed there. But, <laughs> you know, that, sometimes that's just how it goes.
1: Fair, fair. <laughs> So is that the only situation that comes to mind for you?
0: That's the one that comes immediately to mind. Yeah, I don't know if I yeah, I don't know if I can think of any other ones off the top of my head.
1: Gotcha, okay. Have you ever like woken up after like a sexual encounter Tanner where you're just like lying in a bathtub full of ice or something like that?
0: I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever like gone to sleep after having sex with someone that I'm not like in a relationship with, really? No, like a wait, smart the man, fuck, Tanner. You're a smart. Yeah, man. Yeah, who the fu- who the fuck is like staying the night with like a fucking hookup? What?
2: <laughs> you see that shit all the time in media, but yeah, it's definitely not something people actually do. Normally, yeah,
0: no, that is not that is not that's that's not safe, really.
2: I mean,
1: look, dude, like, maybe it was, like, cold outside and you didn't want to walk out to your car, or, like, maybe you took the bus there and you didn't want to, like, make the trek over there. Uh, who dude. knows? There could be numerous reasons. Maybe you were just, like, dog-tired after a night of rousing fun, dude. Nah, that's crazy. Okay, then. That's fair, I suppose. Right. Alright, now, Jackson. No. <laughs> I have a proposition here for you. Now, Jackson, you're the producer of Guapish, is that correct? Uh-huh, yep. Perfect. So I'm going to set up a hypothetical situation here for you. Jackson, you are the producer of not only Guapesh, but also some like large media company, okay? Tanner and I are coming to you. We each have our own individual pitches for children's TV shows. Now, Tanner, this is going to be a children's TV show. There's like you know aiming towards like some sort of education, towards like, children like two to four some years old. Some sort of okay? education? Just any? <laughs> yeah, just like some sort of education. For children okay. that are like two to four years old, okay? okay. For like, small, tiny children.
3: Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're just going to come
1: up with some pitches for Jackson. And Jackson, okay. you're going to pitch, pick, which one you believe is the best. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And whoever wins, you have to buy like a big uh, spaghetti dinner or something.
0: Okay. This will be easy for me because I have the mind of a child. Oh, perfect, perfect.
1: Then you can go first.
0: Oh, I'll go first, of course. Um, So the show is uh, about a... <laughs> so it's about this bear... Uh huh. Uh-huh. And he lives. He lives. Uh, let's say he lives in like Yosemite National Park. You know, somewhere beautiful and naturous, You know,
1: this is just sounding uh, like the plot of
2: Brickleberry so far.
0: No, what? I don't even know what that is. So, anyways, so,
2: bear. I'm just imagining like a like a big hairy gay guy. Living <laughs> okay. In Yosemite. No,
0: like like an actual animal, the bear.
2: <laughs> okay, go on.
0: Uh huh. And he's got he's got like a goofy accent. You can't really place it at all. And you know he's got like a, a cute little outfit. You know maybe like a green hat and tie or something um yeah. he's also got you know like a little companion like like so, like a character that the kids can really identify with um so he's he's like a smaller bear you know a tiny one and uh i think he also has a hat but maybe his is like blue or purple or something and uh you know they get into all these hijinks with uh with like the local park ranger and, uh, you know, these hijinks, you know, teach them, you know, the value of sharing and not stealing and, you know, uh, the gold standard, fiat currency, all that good stuff you want to be teaching to kids. And that that's kind of the show.
2: I'm going to be honest, man, I don't think that really fly in modern society. I think it's a little too edgy, but I'm excited <laughs> to hear what Nico's concept is so I can compare it to that, see if it's better or not. I must say, Tanya, you are incredibly
1: close to your mic throughout all of that. I'm sure it's going to sound fantastic later.
0: (laughs) I don't see why it wouldn't sound fantastic.
1: Fair, fair. Okay, Jackson, so here's my pitch for you, okay? Now, children, they love just like, you know, a lot of like explosive energy and also food. That's basically it, like explosive energy, pretty colors, and food. So here's what my show is, okay, Jackson? This better not be a mukbang. Well, interesting you say that, Tanner. So, this show is just going to be, like, uh, it's going to be super fucking oversaturated, all right? They're just cranking up all the colors to maximum. It's going to be live action. It's just going to be, like, a bunch of men in a big old room together, okay? And they have, like, tables and, like, a bunch of other stuff in there. And they're just going to, like, have a bunch of different fruit... That's like you know it's fruit so it's all colorful and shit like that and they just like throw it against walls or like onto the tables and shit and they just devour it like animals okay <laughs> and they like tell the children all about like the different uh, fruits that they're eating on a specific day as well as like some fun facts about that fruit like where it's uh, grown and shit like that it'll be crazy man i think that they all have mass appeal to small children
2: nika i'm gonna be honest with you I don't think kids like fruit. And I don't think <laughs> there's nearly enough satisfying content in this show to appease the modern we'll baby. Spread out to vegetables as well, man. Wow. It's vegetables. I think we're getting a little crazy here. I was really trying to think of like Mr. Beast branded feastables bars <laughs> you're throwing up the wall or something. Maybe there some prime energy drinks, you know. I know of two to four-year-olds really like their influencers, and I think we really have to mesh that with our our uh, idea here. So I think, actually, right. I'm going to, in fact, go with uh, Tanner's idea of hang Yogi Hang on, there. Jackson. Hang
1: on a second here. <laughs> what if we get the influencers involved, though? What if, like, they become, like, some of the men who are there, okay? They like, become you know, men?
2: They're like some of the men who are on the show. They, like, what, what if, if we turned
0: just, like, YouTubers into men? Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah.
2: Log- Logan, Paul, KSI, Mr. Beast are all on the show throwing... Throwing their branded products at the wall. They take some bang energy or something like that, throw it against the wall, start drinking it up from the table. I, th- I think I like this idea here. What if we, in fact, have, like, a third of the screen, let's say, like, the right third of the screen, is dedicated to, like, subway server or something. There we or go. Like, or maybe they're, like, grating cheese or, like, cutting something really mm. satisfyingly. I think we're onto a, a real banger of an idea here, Nico. It, it feels like-, like you're it
0: feels like you're just kind of pitching what if we put tiktok on television
1: that's not quite it tanner because like you know there's definitely more to it okay here uh, how about this instead of like the guys explaining the fruit (laughs) they're just doing all this crazy shit on screen all the while there's like a pleasant british man in the background telling you about this stuff where he's like going over like the history of like how this stuff was grown and stuff like that back in mesopotamia or whatever
2: Dude, I don't I don't think two to four year olds know of Mesopotamia <laughs> They're learning, Jax. That's the point of yeah, it. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I think they're learning like like one plus one and shit back then. I think you're going <laughs> a little over there. Speaking of influencers.
0: Yeah. We had two major influencer related events this week. Like what?
1: We I know one of them.
0: Uh, yeah, we had that Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz fight. I didn't see it.
1: Who the fuck cares about that? One thing I do want to ask though, how the fuck are the Paul Brothers, breh, brothers actually popular? Like, what do they do? I don't know anything actually about them except for like when they have big
0: controversies. Mm hmm. They're just really good at marketing themselves, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But like, really what's their marketing. content?
2: What do they do? They get in fights with people. Yeah, that, that's most
0: of what they do now.
2: They flaunt their wealth and make people want to be like them, the young, impressionable kids, mm-hmm. with, like, 95% of their audience.
1: Okay. Because, like, to my knowledge, like, nobody actually watches these people. They all just criticize them at all times.
0: Yeah,
2: no, yeah, young, no. young
1: kids eat that shit up.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, it's the little kid. It's the same, you know, it's the same kids that are watching Mr. Beast, you know.
2: Dude, Jackson watches Mr. Beast. I watch, like, one in every ten videos he makes, maybe. <laughs> If I see a car in the thumbnail, I'm like, ooh. Ooh, car. <laughs> I, the last one I watched if his was literally just because a YouTuber, or I guess like a, a channel, I guess, um, Donut Media, did like a collaboration episode with him. And I thought it was going to be a much bigger thing than it was. Like, they made a whole video. They're basically just taking two cars, and then we're going to send them over some, like, school buses. And Donut Media had to basically... Um, take, they had like a stock car and then they made another car where they attached a fucking jet engine to the back of it. So they engineered like a jet engine to put on the back of this car like a remote control system. And it was like this like complicated setup and everything. And then I went and watched the Mr. Beast episode. It was not like prominently featured anywhere on like the marketing for this, this episode at all. And it was, like, maybe a 30-second segment of this episode with no acknowledgement of, like, none of media at all on any part of it. I'm like, this is fucking crazy, man. <laughs> it's just, like, That's this is just some thing they're doing in, like, some seven-minute video. This, like, massive project that a whole other company took care of and documented the process of. And it's just a 30-second segment on this guy's video.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Uh, the other big influencer thing is, uh, did you guys hear about that thing with Kai Senat?
2: No. Yeah, he has, there's like a fucking riot going on in New York City.
0: <laughs> yeah, he caused a fucking riot because he was doing like a PS5 giveaway. By the way, I've never fucking heard of this guy. He's apparently the most subscribed person on Twitch.
2: Yeah, he blew up all of a sudden. I don't know exactly who he is or what he does. I don't know anything about it basically either. But yeah, he just kind of came out of out of nowhere and just got a massive amount of subscribers. He's just some guy that sits in front of his camera and just talks all stream. Uh. Or like reacts to shit. Generic. Streamer yeah, shit I literally... Like, I don't know. Have we, we really, really ranted about, about how shit Twitch is before? No, it's real bad, though. It's like, 9, 9% of the top streamers are just fucking reacting to YouTube videos most of the time. <laughs> yeah, the it's, really fucking, it's really fucking garbage. Like, you have that kind of shit,
1: and then just, like, outside of that, like, basically all streamers are really terrible. And there's no real differentiation between, like, the top streamers and the bottom ones. Like, they're all exactly the same as one another. Just some, ha- for whatever reason, have a bigger audience. Some of true. them are
2: hotter. Some, some of them true. make pretty true. interesting content. They can. Uh, like, fucking... Like what, what the like fuck does XQC day, do? Why is he popular? Uh, He's a funny guy, I guess. That's all I really hear. I hear people say that he's funny because he sounds retarded. <laughs> and he's stupid. But yeah, there's some people that make some interesting content. Like I don't know if Ludwig, Ludwig still does it, but he did like the uh, like the game show stuff back in the day, which is pretty well produced. And I'm pretty sure that's what got him his fame. Uh, Jerma has done a bunch of like bigger events. Uh, I'm sure other plenty of other people do it too. But yeah, it's mostly just schlock though.
1: Yeah, I don't understand, dude. I really don't get it.
2: What like
0: platform I've... has the worst content? Uh. Oh, it's Snapchat. Never mind. I don't know why I even asked. I
1: mean, for the most part, Snapchat is just, like, re-uploads of, like, fucking YouTubers or TikTok stars, for the most part. I'd say that makes it worse. (sighs) Eh. Like, it's not great, but at the same time, like,
2: TikTok itself
1: exists, Tanner.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
2: TikTok itself isn't that bad, though. It's, like... The problem with it is that it's just a bunch of short-form content, which is bad for you. But, like, the actual content is pretty fucking funny most of the time. It's just, you know, short-form content. There's a limit how good it can be. I'm personally not a fan of, like, really any short-form content. I mean, I'm not either. I think it's all pretty pretty trashy. Most of the time, it's, like, they're not even trying. It's literally like, a YouTube video uploaded in 16 by 9 so it's impossible to watch and like, the little, you know, screen resolution.
0: Have you guys seen this thing on TikTok they're doing now where it's just, like, kind of attractive women, like... Just, just like people pay to send them emojis, and then they say what the emoji is.
3: Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, it's them pretending to be uh, NPCs is what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's some of the most deeply unhinged shit I've ever seen. It it truly scares me for the future of our country and world.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty unsettling.
0: I'm not a big fan of that kind of shit who's worse the people creating that content or the people who are enabling it by consuming it
2: the enablers yeah the enablers 100% they wouldn't Mm. be doing this in the first place if people didn't want to do it they probably did like a one-off joke stream joke stream and it got fucking massive traction so they just kept doing it
1: bad news boys I need to shit really badly it's a it's breaching at this point I gotta get going I gotta go uh
0: oh
2: uh oh Tanner are you aware of the YouTuber Meat Canyon
0: yeah I'm familiar with Meat Canyon
2: yeah, they actually just did a video of that NPC phenomenon. <laughs> Literally, they uploaded it today, eight hours ago, even.
0: Here, let's do a reaction to it in our podcast.
2: <laughs> I don't know about that one, man. Ah,
0: uh, come on. It'd be funny. No one's ever done a reaction to a YouTube video in a podcast before.
2: That's true, man. Jamie, pull that up. Check it out. Jamie, pull that
0: up. up. Should we get a producer? Or should, I, I guess, more accurately, I, should I we upgrade? <laughs> okay, gotcha. Then, uh, yeah, uh, Jackson, pull that up.
2: Oh, I'm on it. I'm on it. Mm-hmm. This is some primo content right here.
0: Okay. I'm watching.
2: All right, here we go. All right, here we go. This is great content that we're producing for our watchers right now. Yeah. So the guy just <laughs> fell out of his bed. He's wearing some Crocs. Uh-huh. We got a <laughs> It's so like.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's got the fucking, um, the fucking <laughs> watch I, I wa- I Naruto watch bed sheets.
2: Yeah, I, I watched this the first time. I literally didn't know any of this shit at all. I was so <laughs> focused on the guy just fucking dying on the ground. That's
0: funny. <laughs> I could tell Meat Canyon feels the same level of despair I feel uh, at this trend.
2: Yeah. I was so confused when I first saw this, as most (laughs) people were.
0: Oh, did you not know what the thing was when you saw this video?
2: No, no, I've known about this for a couple of weeks, now. I mean, like, when I just first saw a video of somebody doing the NPC thing, I was just like, what the fuck am I looking at right now? What is happening?
0: Yeah. Wait, do they they even make money doing that, or is it... Like, how are they making...
2: This is the only one I noticed, the fucking power sitting on the toilet model. That's the only thing I noticed uh yeah no they make money basically all of those like little emoji things they're sending cost money you like buy tiktok coins or something and then you can Dude, no you know, send a certain right. amount of those and then they get a cut of that it could be a pretty significant amount too like they said they made like a couple like thousand a couple thousand dollars a stream sometimes
0: that's so fucking what should we... what can we do that's kind of like that to make money or are we not hot enough to do that
2: we're definitely not hot enough to do that a big Is reason it only... why they make them
0: it's just women It's just, like, attractive. I saw one guy who was, like, making a tower out of nuts, and, like, if people paid him enough, he would knock it down, and he just kept going until he built it.
2: Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen somebody have a live stream where they're just, like, adding to a counter or something, and they just fake being really mad if somebody, like, pays to have them reset it. Like, they're just, like, clicking, like, just spamming on a tablet or something, and then somebody does a reaction. They're like, oh, damn it, I gotta go down again. I'm never gonna get done with this. And they're just, like, faking out the whole fucking stream. And, oh, yeah, I'm getting so close to this. Go, oh, you got me ruined now. I'm never gonna get done. And they're just doing that the whole fucking stream. Who is, wa- like, who is watching
0: four-year-olds
2: with access to their parents' credit cards? Like, It, it, it must be. It's absolutely fucking brain-numbing content. It makes no sense. Here's
0: my version of this. I think we could do. Let's let's get people to pay us emojis to do like push ups and crunches and sit ups, and we'll we'll see how that works. Hmm. Or we could just hurt I ourselves.
2: I don't think we're hot enough, man.
0: What if it's you you and me on a stream, and we're like, okay, uh, send this emoji for ten dollars, and I will punch him as hard as I can in the stomach, and or send this emoji. And, uh, you know, he'll punch me as hard as he can in the stomach. Can we make some money that way?
2: I mean, maybe. I don't think they'd let us because we'd probably get banned for breaking the TOS for like, you know, trying to, like, you know, incite violence. But you What? Know. It's I not incite. You're, 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 you're paying somebody to physically assault somebody <laughs> else. Well, yeah.
0: We just have to ha- be a small enough account that no one notices that shit, you know? Yeah. They have a to ignore us. Can we create an AI, like, actual NPC woman to do this shit? Well, uh, maybe. Speaking How difficult would it to craft that? Okay.
2: Speaking of, like, yeah, like, a fucking AI thing, my brother is in, like, a weird mood right now because he's also unemployed. And he's been trying to find various ways of making money in this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his ideas, a lot of his ideas are based around, like, not, like, being an influencer, but, like, making content on, like, TikTok or something. And he had an idea where basically, uh, he basically, okay, I mean, let me restart here. I've got, I'm getting a little confused with what I was trying to say. Right. So there's there's two parts to this, right? So he's got the videos part where he basically has like some bot that's taking a Reddit comments or something, like some top posts on Reddit, and he just runs through that, and like the comments or something. He just have some script that runs that and just produces that whole video. He doesn't have to do anything with it. Okay, I've it, seen the these comment.
0: videos, but he's saying he'd automate this.
2: Yeah, exactly. He just okay. like takes takes that. It just automatically just generates the video off some like comment it grabs, and it just does it all. But that's that's only part one of this. Part two is like, you know, most of those times, um, the background of the video is like some gameplay or something. So the second part is he's gonna make some very advertisable mobile game, and he's gonna you know like one of those like really satisfying to watch mobile games. And he's gonna make that the background video of these fucking automated okay. videos, and then people are gonna see that game and they're gonna be like oh, that looks kind of fun, I want to play that. And then they go and download the game, which is going to be very aggressively monetized. And then, you know, know, it picks up (laughs) like that.
0: All he has to do is make, like, an actual version of that game where it's, like, people running down a thing and they have to go through gates to, like, upgrade themselves. That's what all those ads show, but none—that game doesn't actually exist. Like, if you download any of those apps, the gameplay is, like, wildly different. It's like an RTS for some reason, but they advertise it as, like, a—no, it's like a run and gun and you upgrade your eye and shit.
2: Yeah. Honestly, I think it's a pretty solid idea. I I have the technical skill to do all of that, and I'm almost tempted to fucking do something like that because I've got nothing better to do. You Uh, should do
0: it, man. You could make a great, like, fucking dipshit dipshit mobile game.
2: Yeah, it's possible. The problem is I don't know how to publish on Apple without having an iOS device. I mean, I do. I have an iPhone. But I'm pretty sure you need, like, a fucking Mac computer to be able to publish compiled code to the ios apple store there's probably know. a way around it you i, could would, like, I s- would hope so you
0: could like spoof mac os on your pc or some shit
2: yeah there's a thing called hackintosh where you can basically just like take the the Macintosh operating system and put it on just any other computer it's a really fucking stupid complicated process i'm pretty sure uh but you can do it that's fine. Holy shit, Nico's back. Welcome back. And that was
0: Wampish at the movies, everyone. I'm glad that every single movie got all
1: S's. That's crazy. Sorry about that, guys. I was really fighting for my life in there, if you catch my
0: drift. I do catch your drift.
2: It's been like 15 minutes since we started this. How did you not know that you had to take a massive fucking shit? Like, when I got something like that coming up, I feel it.
1: (laughs) It was one of them real liquidy ones, you know? Like, those are the types that can
2: sneak up on you.
0: Yeah, it pounced on you out of nowhere.
1: Exactly. You gotta be careful of them.
0: Tango. Well, <laughs> yeah, what What now?
1: <laughs> I don't know what you guys were just talking about. I don't know where to transition from here.
0: But, uh, honestly, to be honest, we kind of reached the conclusion of our conversation when you sat down.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, goddamn. I guess I have just perfect timing, you know? I have perfect timing. Yeah, exactly. Well, if that's the case. So, Guapish is uh, growing ever bigger every single day, okay? Lately, we've started uh, to get into around like. 30 viewers an episode, okay? That's pretty big. Wow, on YouTube? Yeah, exactly. I remember a time in which we'd only have like 20 views an episode, man. But 30?
0: (laughs) Yeah, last week.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, my big question for you, Tanner. When we get big and famous, assuming that you're a single man, would you ever be okay (laughs) with dating a fan?
0: Honestly, in my position, uh, I think I'd have to be. If I ever want to stand a chance of meeting love... Uh, fucking, yeah, I'll, I'll date a fan of mine.
2: What if they're 16? Why you take it so long to respond?
0: Well, I'm laughing, okay? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know, obviously I'll be like, you know, uh, no.
2: Let me see your ID real quick.
0: Yeah, let me see your ID, but hit me up when you're eight. I mean, <laughs> mm
2: what well, level we'll keep of intera- in, we'll keep in close contact until we get yeah, no like
0: <laughs> what level of interaction uh is appropriate and that's do you have to say well since you've uh attempted to interact with me at 16 i have to write you off forever or can you just be like maybe you know hit me up in a couple years and then if you don't have any contact beyond that are you safe
2: I think the whole idea behind all of this is pretty, pretty <laughs> fucked up in the first place. I think if you find out there's a fan and they're 16, they're trying to contact you in that sort of way, you should just immediately block them and cut contact. Yeah, gotcha, I mean, like okay. there, are,
1: there are plenty more fish in the sea. Like you know, you, you don't. I feel like you don't have to take the gamble on that one at all. <laughs> just like block
0: them and move on. What if they contact you again, like after they're an adult and they're like, "By the way, I've been a fan since I was 16. Are that's you fine. safe there? Yeah, okay. that's fine." What if they tell you they tried hitting you up when they were 16 and you said no and then they, they re-hit you?
1: <laughs> How old are they in situation now?
0: I don't know. Yeah, Once they're 18. Now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're 17, but in two they days they're going to be 18. Again. They
2: want to fly down <laughs> for that specific day.
0: How close does a person have to be to 18 for you to feel comfortable smashing?
1: Well, what, what, like a, what do you mean by that? Like they're not 18 yet?
0: yeah 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 you know but how close you know
2: i don't think <laughs> like i'd be it, comfortable with smashing anybody less than like 20 to be honest i'm 20 i'm, 20, I'm okay. 24 fucking 18 is six years younger than me that is so much that's that is pretty i graduated scary. college they're a fucking sophomore in high school that's right. uh that's that's a little sketchy for me that's it would not be a sophomore a but
0: old. that's someone They'd that got held back two years in school my guess <laughs>
2: Four years of college, two years of high school. Oh,
0: I see. You're saying if you were two years younger, I gotcha. I understand. That is crazy. That was fucking six years ago. Jesus, we're getting so fucking old, dude.
1: We're getting to be old men. Back to the root of the question, though. (laughs) (laughs) The initial one, and not this perverted one that you've contorted it into, Tanner. How about you, Jason?
2: As I said, I don't really... Think I'd even date anybody even close to eighteen? I, that that was I not think, the initial question. What was it? What the fuck was the initial question then? Would you just date a fan? Oh, that okay. I I, I forgot about that question entirely. That's why I had to circle back to it. <laughs> I'm glad you should have reiterated it. I was not not paying attention. Um, I mean, I definitely. I mean, I would definitely err on the side of no, unless it seemed like they're very genuine and not just like because they're a fan, which really you know, sours things just because, you know, it's kind of muddied whether or not they actually like you or if they're just doing it because of, you know, adoration as a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely would lean towards I had like, overwhelming evidence that they're actually being serious about it. And I actually felt something towards them, I guess. How would you even tell, though? Okay. It's interesting you didn't bring up the idea of, like, power dynamics or anything like that there. I mean, that's, that's what I was trying to say. Well not like specifically from my end, but mostly just like if they're they're looking at me from the wrong context. They're not looking at me as like a person they want to like be with, they're looking at me as like some creator that they they like watching or something, I think that's different.
0: Listen, man, power dynamics is such horseshit, such made up nonsense. Yeah. I am I am six foot one and two hundred and fifty pounds. There is not a woman on earth I do not have a power dynamic over, okay? So like you know what the oh, shut up.
2: I think it's mostly about the position they're in rather than the actual like physical capabilities of the person. Like if you're like Listen, a, if you're like a fucking major celebrity, there's a massive power dynamic over some fucking girl that you're dating just for the fact that you have like a lot more leverage than she does.
0: Sure, but you know, at the end of the day we're all animals and it's the law of the jungle and the physicality it matters way more than fucking what job you got.
2: Lies. Lies, Tanner, lies. You're just hoping right, right now. I'm going to kill a in,
0: CEO just to prove you wrong.
2: I think no, that answer, that question is the easiest choice just because I think the chances of them being fucking crazy um, are astronomically higher than a normal woman if they're like. Especially if the,
0: they're our fan.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're seeking out the attention of some fucking podcasters.
0: Unhinged behavior.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't mind it at all personally. Yeah. Yeah, we we would, should we, pervert. We should find
0: a, a female we can regularly have on here. We got too oh, many guy go. friends.
1: True, but women true. aren't funny.
0: So, like, what the fuck are we supposed to do?
1: That does make things a little difficult. But at the same time, it's not like we always have funny guests on. It's not like we're always funny either, <laughs> Tanner. You silly Fair guy. Enough. We're always making each other laugh. Fair enough. Sometimes. Has well, a woman ever made you laugh though, Tanner?
0: Has a woman. Ever made me laugh? Hmm. I've laughed at women before. Uh-huh. I don't know if there... Like, I don't know if there's ever been a time where, like, it's, you know, it's been unexpected and not me being like, okay, the the correct thing to do in this scenario is to laugh. I'm gonna say, yeah, a woman has probably made me laugh before.
1: Okay, there you go. I mean, you watch, like, a ton of comedians, Tanner. Surely you've uh, listened to, like, some female I don't watch any female like?
0: ones. What? I think, uh... Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen, like, a full comedy special by a female comedian. Really? No, I don't think so.
1: That's honestly shocking, considering how much Like, who's about... a good one? Huh, I mean, like, I don't know off the top of my head here, man.
3: Right. I'm personally,
1: yeah. not like a, I'm personally not a big comedian guy as is, so, like... Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't watch a ton of stand-up, so I couldn't really tell you. Whenever Joe Rogan has a comedian
2: on his uh, episodes, I just skip them.
0: It's very strange. Yeah, I,
2: never, I never really got the comedy thing. Like uh when you I was don't, a kid. Wait, I, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You don't
2: get comedy? No, like the stand-up comedy is what I meant to say. Like, uh when I was a kid, fucking one of the friends I used to go over to you all the goddamn time, it's like half the time I went over there, he just had some comedy shit playing the whole time, like just some stand-up comedy the whole time. Like, I don't understand this, I don't really get it. I'm not a big fan of stand-up comedy. I went to like one live show before and it was okay. I just it's just not for me. Do you remember which comic show was it was?
3: It? Yeah.
2: No, it was just some one. I don't know. It was definitely not some local one. It was just some dude that came to uh, my college at some <laughs> point. I don't know who the fuck it was.
1: That's probably why. Like, the only comedians who will, like, go to colleges nowadays are, like, super safe ones who don't say anything offensive
2: whatsoever. No, mm-hmm. he was definitely pretty offensive.
1: What? That's what did he say?
2: Uh, he was some black guy talking about his upbringing. Oh. Well, that's why. There we go, <laughs> we solved the mystery And then before him was actually a woman But she did like the pre-show Honestly, I think the woman was funnier than the guy in the pre-show as well Which is pretty fucked up Oh, why is that fucked up? More Not because she's a woman But because the <laughs> pre-show I thought was funnier Than the actual comic okay, right. was there. I really
0: want to know Who this fucking guy was
2: Go look Noda. it up, man How would <laughs> I look
0: it up? How would I find this information though?
2: It was probably in, like, 2020. You can look up a comic that came to Oregon State in, like, 2020. I don't know exactly what year. Honestly, it may have been earlier than that, too. Maybe it was, like, 2019. Like I said, it was probably Trevor Noah. I don't think it was Trevor Noah. I don't think it was.
0: He he was already on The Tonight Show, wasn't he? Oh, he was. He was.
1: Then they kicked him off because he just wasn't very funny.
0: True. I don't know what happened. I thought he was funny when he first came out, but then... I don't know, he got on that show and it's like, what the fuck? When he first came out? Yeah. Speaking of coming out, there's so I
1: need to tell you
2: later, Tanner.
0: Okay. Shut the fuck up, you <laughs> stupid bitch. <laughs>
2: you well, he's, come, he's coming out as straight, why are you putting him down? You fucking dipshit. <laughs> I'm finally ready to embrace my current sexuality. But to answer your question before, Nico, uh, yes, definitely.
1: Yes, definitely, thank God. I don't remember what question
2: you're currently answering, but thank God. You'll you'll figure it out when you're watching this episode. <laughs> it's a fun little Easter egg you can find when you're uh, watching
1: this again. All right. Now, in the meantime, while well, Tanner's looking that shit up, I guess. So, here's one thing I've noticed recently with a lot of YouTubers, okay? So, they've been starting to, like, create their own products, okay? Like, I'll mm. see YouTubers who will, like, start their own clothing lines. A really have popular thing is, like, little bootcamp musicians or something like that. You know, like, SoundCloud rappers or some bullshit, you know? So, like, my question to you guys, also, like, coffee, you know, that's another one I've seen a few times. My question to you guys, what would, like, the guapish product be that we spin off from? Because, like, you know, YouTube's going to dry up at some point. That well's going to be getting out of here and seeming like it might be sometime soon.
2: So, like, what's going to be our product to make sure we have a lasting legacy around? I think we buy some cheapo Chinesium audio equipment and we brand it as, like, guapish audio equipment. (laughs) We got, the, we got the, the official guapish mic, the official guapish recording headphones. That could be pretty cool. The official solid. guapish XLR. <laughs> what do you think, Tanner? What do you want to go for?
0: You know, um, hmm. Audio equipment is such a good one, to be honest. Uh, you know, I guess we could do the typical influencer thing and like start some fucking like ghost kitchen DoorDash business, you know? Mm. Guapish, um, I don't know, guapish ramen or some bullshit, you know? It gets made for, you know, seven fifty an hour by some illegal immigrant in an unmarked building and then sent out over DoorDash.
1: There we go. That could be pretty decent. We do have a pretty... <laughs> did <you hear>
0: sti- <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Sorry. Did you hear that Mr. Beast is suing Mr. Beastburger? Yeah, because- I did see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really fucking funny. I like that shit.
1: Dude, you got Mr. Beastburger near us. We should get some. I'm totally fine with that. You, kind, that,
0: think. you kind of have one near you. Again, it's a ghost kitchen. It's like an unmarked building.
3: Hmm.
1: I want to go to that unmarked building and find out just what they have cooking behind the scenes. It's
2: it's probably some other business. It's some unrelated business, and then they just have them making those on the side for uh, mobile orders. I want to go to that business. Yeah, or it's just straight up just a kitchen. There's nothing attached to it. It's just like a kitchen people go into to make shit and deliver.
1: I want to confront them, find out where they're hiding Mr.
0: Beast, how they're turning him into so many burgers. (laughs) Hey, Jackson, does November 9th of 2019 sound correct?
2: Um, it was definitely, I'm pretty sure it was in the fall, yeah. Okay,
0: so do the names Dave Collier and Kellen Erskine sound correct?
2: Um, I don't maybe, think this is right. Maybe <laughs> You're
1: asking a man who's known for not having a great memory.
2: <laughs> yeah, to remember two names of two comedians that I didn't care for when I watched them four years ago I don't
0: think these are the right people you said one of them was black didn't you
2: yeah it was like a black guy and a white chick no the, the white chick was like the one yeah no this him.
0: isn't this isn't correct then we're Alas. never gonna
2: find it there, I, think, I think we give up
1: I also <laughs> think that I think it's more of a post-quap thing which we don't do post-quap anymore so I'm suggesting you just
2: drop so it, I, it I Just yeah pop, I guess we're never gonna it. do it again <laughs> Speaking, Speaking of never giving up, is it time for us to talk about our Patreon pick for Guapish at the Movies?
1: You son of a bitch, you shut the fuck up right now. We're not doing Guapish at the Movies yet. We're not? Why not?
2: I, we've got four movies to get we through. We do we're have already, four like, half movies. like hour in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to do like one more topic here though, man. Well, then okay, say Let's it. do it then. Uh, golly, I didn't even get to pick my Guapish spinoff product yet.
2: Who cares about your product? Pick a
1: topic. I feel like gummy worms would be good. I feel like we'd make some good gummy worms. Okay. Like uh, like CBD gummies? Yeah, exactly. Just chomp on them, then like, uh, chill out and listen to the podcast. Did I mention I've tried weed now? You have? Whoa,
0: Tanner, how'd that go, man? I guess I forgot to tell you guys. That's crazy. Was it
2: I actually most um, recent?
0: Yeah, it was like two weeks ago.
2: Oh, maybe less.
0: How'd that go, Buster. Uh, I just coughed a lot, and it didn't do anything, so... <laughs> it made my... It, it seems to be the same thing as alcohol, where, like, my my legs get wiggly, but my mm. brain just is unaffected, so...
1: So why'd you end up Whatever. giving it a
0: shot, dude? Uh, a cute girl asked me to.
1: <laughs> and you were making fun of me for saying the exact same thing. You <laughs> you tried weed? Uh, yeah, we talked about that on a previous episode. I've tried smoking weed a couple of times... Uh, a couple times. That's right. I guess I did try it one more time uh, since uh, talking about it there, uh, where oh. I did try weed with like a few friends. Uh, there were like some cute girls Uh-oh. tried giving it a shot. Didn't work out. Did nothing affected me whatsoever. And then I went to a drive-in uh, like a few weeks ago, actually like uh, a little over a month ago at this point, and gave it a shot there as well. Also didn't really affect me. Got uh, a hot box in the drive-in. <laughs> Uh, last night, I also tried smoking weed again. Uh, this one was uh,
2: supposedly a much more powerful blunt. Uh, it also didn't affect me, though. I can't believe you didn't tell me you tried it when you, you you said that she fucking smokes weed. You mentioned that, and then you didn't tell me that you also attempted to try it then. <laughs> leaving You're leaving out the important details of things I care about. <laughs> I mean, the driving was a different girl, so like. I know exactly what you're talking about for all these instances okay perfect i don't think you actually do but like maybe not maybe not the first one but like the next two we'll get down to the sticky icky at
1: some point there we'll find out just how much you truly know jackson that'll be on the jackson quiz hmm when
2: are you (laughs) gonna do that man you've been talking about this jackson quiz for years (laughs) it's just so hard man it's so hard I don't like, know if it's I mean. been years. Have we, how the fuck long has Guapish itself been going on for? Like a couple it's of years. It's been a little
0: over two years now. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: I'm going to be honest, you guys, uh, I think my internet dropped out for most of that thing that Nico was saying, so I did not hear jack shit.
1: That's totally fine. I assumed that was the case because you were just like sitting still the entire time. He was, with he a he goofy really expression, expression on it. your
2: face. He was really killing it on that thing where he just tried to like stop <laughs> mid-sentence and just, <laughs> just right. stare off.
0: I think uh, I think I heard you said you tried it a couple times. You like did dry. I tried it three and... times now
1: and it didn't work.
0: Okay, I get. I mean, just stop doing it then, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, the girl who I was with last night and gave it a shot with, uh, she said that okay, we're just gonna buckle down. We're just gonna have an edible. That way you can't fuck it up with your shitty
0: breathing anymore. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we'll see if that ends up happening.
0: <laughs> okay. Is this the girl?
1: We're not delving too far into that, Tanner.
0: Okay. But in
1: the meantime, something we are going to be delving pretty
2: far into (laughs) is Gwampus at the movies. (laughs) Nico, I can't believe you stole my transition. I wanted to do a transition because, you know, we were talking about our Patreon pick first, RRR, which is, you know, a movie about people that never give up and they fight against the British, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like a perfect segue, you son of a bitch, you stole it from me. To talk about your dumb weed story nobody cares about. Anyways, we're talking about- Taylor was going to start with the weed talk. (laughs) Was I? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyways, we're doing our Patreon pick. Uh, I can't remember who picked it, uh, but thanks to whoever picked it. Uh, I think it was Joshua Bean. Yeah, Joshua Bean picked it. Thanks, Joshua Bean. Yeah, we're doing RRR, 2022's RRR. Uh, who wants to give the synopsis of this movie? Tanner, uh, we already I you already kind of started. It. No, I don't want to talk about this movie, man. Tanner, lo- <laughs> Tanner loved this movie. He wants to talk about it.
0: Yeah, sure, I could talk about it. So, um, let me see. How do we open up? Uh, okay, so a girl gets taken. By the way, we are in British-occupied India, the nation of India. Uh, the British take a girl. Some some British family, they, like, take a small village girl, and everyone's like, no! And then I think they kill the mom? Is she dead dead, or did she show up she later? Sho-
2: she shows up later, but they definitely looked like she bashed her fucking skull in with that lie. I will say,
0: are we sure that's her later?
2: You got me there, man. You got <laughs> me
3: there.
0: <laughs> Anyways. The girl is missing. This is the main, like, emotional thrust of the movie. We are introduced to one of our main characters, um... What's his name Raja Raju? I think it's Raju.
1: He's the water.
0: No, he's the fire. We're the introduced fire. to the fire first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's
2: right, the fire. You uh, he of like, like officer guy and like beard guy or something when we were <laughs> watching the movie. <laughs> I
0: I believe his name is Raja. He is in he is a police officer uh, under the British colonial uh, army or whatever. He is uh, He's just fucking cool as fuck He's so strong and handsome and He's very good at his job Uh then our other main character is I can't think of his name But he's You're the good. water He's the water <laughs> Yeah he um He's like some bum who lives in the village But he's like really strong or something And he's he can their help shepherd. the villagers Yeah he's their shepherd He can you know he can protect them And so he goes to the city to try finding the girl. And then the British find out that he's there and they're like, well, you know, we got to arrest him or whatever. And we're like, they're like, whoever arrests this man will be made a special officer. And then Raja is like, do you want him alive or dead? Which that was kind of cool. Um, they end up running into each other uh randomly by saving a child uh, from like a flaming train car it's the, it's it's a cool scene but also it doesn't make any fucking sense uh Which and can they be said quickly about
1: a lot of aspects of this film <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah true factual uh they become fast friends uh we have a a very large chunk of the movie is just them being friends and shit um eventually they discover that they are in fact enemies they have a showdown they're fighting they're they're torn and whatever um and then at a certain point oh right he he fire arrest water and he gets made into a special officer and then it's revealed oh my gosh wait a second he actually he actually is working for like the the anti-british people this was he was undercover this whole time and then he goes and saves his friend from prison, and he arms the people, and they fight the British, and then, uh, I think at the end of the movie, the British are kicked out of India forever.
1: Yeah, they're fucking murdered. It yeah. was pretty sweet. I'm a big fan of it. I like that we've had, like, uh, movies so close together that really paint the British in, like, a terrible light, you know?
2: Yeah, they're just, like, <laughs> demonic creatures in the mass, the vast majority of these movies. It's pretty funny. Factual. I mean, that's Quick just fan. their history right there for you, you know? Anyways. Yeah, they're fucking horrible. <laughs>
0: What did you guys think of uh, RRR? Is this your guys's first Bollywood film? For, yes.
1: First of all,
2: this this is mine as well. Yeah. This movie was fucking okay. crazy.
1: Also, uh, the fire. His name is Rama. Uh, you can easily Rama. know that because he gets like the bow from like their fucking statue of Rama and shit like that, or Ram right. as they probably call it. Okay. Because like they usually don't pronounce the A's at the end of
2: uh, those names and shit like that. It's very strange. I don't know why they bother adding them. Yeah. Before we actually get into, like, talking about the movie too deeply, Tanner, did you watch this movie in, like, a weird dub, or was it, like, normal for you? What would you describe the voice acting as?
0: I watch it on Netflix.
2: Yeah, we watched this on Netflix as well, and it was weird as fuck. Like, everything was dubbed over. Like, they literally dubbed the guys speaking Hindu and fucking Hindu for some reason, the lips were, like, constantly out of sync for, like, everybody talking. (laughs) Except for the people speaking English. They were normal. No, no, they were also out of sync sometimes, too. It was, like, really random. It It was so fucking jarring and weird, and I didn't understand it. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything. It's like they dubbed the whole fucking movie over for some reason. And, like, it was really bad in some instances, too, where... They just don't sound like they're in the actual space they're in at all. Like, it sounds like they're fucking God speaking down from the heavens instead of actually being the person, like, in the area talking, mm. uh, which is very jarring a lot of the time. It was super weird. I, and I, I, I tried switching until I can like, do f- audio and stuff. I could not figure a way to stop that from happening.
0: Yeah, I think I kind of did notice that, but it didn't stand out to me too much, to be honest. Mm.
2: Yeah, I saw it immediately at the first scene with the kids singing on uh, the <laughs> yeah. chick's lap, and it just, like, wasn't aligning mm-hmm. no. at all, and then I just could not stop seeing it for the rest of the movie because it was just so <laughs> obvious. It's like one of those you things you see at one time, you, on can't, it. Yeah, you can't stop seeing it once you see it once. Anyways, that out of the way, Nico, keep going with what you're talking about. <laughs> I thought
1: this film was crazy, guys! This film was insane, okay? That's about it. I agree. That's my full review. Oh, Okay.
2: Yeah, I think this movie was fun to watch for the most part, but it's really hard to give it an accurate rating just because it doesn't take itself seriously in half the scenes, and then the other half, it takes itself very seriously. There are some <laughs> major tonal issues with this movie, and it really takes it out of it, because like, the fucking action scenes where like, they got a bunch of animals going around fucking brown people, and they're like, picking each other up and throwing them and shit like they're fucking anime characters. Completely ridiculous, it's fun to watch, but the, the tonal... Situation with all this just doesn't make any sense and it's hard to like know what they're going for with this movie This might just be like a Bollywood thing But like it's really hard to like get invested in something that just doesn't make any fucking sense half the time Because it's just like batshit insane stuff and then it goes back to like a like an emotional character drama
1: after yeah, writers. especially during uh, parts where, like, you see the fire's backstory, when he was a little kid, like, fighting against the British, and his uh, father or whatever was, like, trying to help him learn how to shoot, and he would like, like gunned down a bunch of British guys, and it was all played, like, super serious and shit like that, you know? Where he's like, aim, yeah. cock the gun or whatever the fuck, shoot, you know, all that kind
2: of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the ne- and then the next scene is, like, a bunch of fucking CG, awful-looking animals running around killing people <laughs> in a fucking massive battle in front of a mansion or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Honestly, I think the tone issues are probably my biggest issue with this movie overall. It's just the movie didn't really pick what its identity wanted to be. If it wanted to be, like, a serious, like, war piece kind of thing, or if it wanted to be just, like, some balls-off-the-walls, like, fun adventure thing. Um, I think uh, one other issue that we did have while we were watching this film was that, like, uh,
1: the fire, Tanner, the fire. After they had, like, established, like, okay, yeah, he's gonna, like, go and hunt down the shepherd or whatever. We didn't realize that like that was him once he like actually met the dude for like a long time what do you, what do you he, mean
0: like which he, one was him you didn't realize that, the water was the water or the fire was no, the no he
1: didn't realize that the fire was the fire when he like finally met the water you know because like he was in like different garb and shit like that and he looked yeah, very he had a different so,
0: wait, wait wait you thought the movie just started falling around some random guy yeah, befriending yes. the water
2: it's just <laughs> how long did you think
0: this fire.
2: It was a pretty good wild. It was a wild <laughs> Speaking of the fire in the water. I was going to say,
0: that's not the movie's fault. That it's <laughs> no, on you guys. No, we're, a
2: little, we're a little retarded. Uh, he looks very realize different it. though. Oh, he, not, he, honestly,
0: has, he adds a beard, yes.
2: Yeah, he, it but, looked uh, like he gained like 20
1: pounds as well or something, man.
3: Hmm.
1: Like he looked yeah. very different.
3: Yeah.
2: Also, I don't know Indian culture or anything, so maybe I'm out of place saying this, but they're like becoming like really close friends was the dumbest shit of all time. It's like there's just some kid that is like stuck in the water of some fucking burning oil. Um, because of some train accident, and there's a guy on top of the bridge, and there's some other random guy on the fucking beach down below, and they see each other, and they just know exactly what to do. And <laughs> then they just go and do this, some stupid fucking... What do you mean th-
0: they used hand signals?
2: Like, yeah, they used like a couple of hand signals, so like, okay,
1: yeah, I get it. It's yeah, totally cool this, now. This
2: <laughs> means that you're gonna go and get on your horse, and you're gonna go re- and you're gonna go get on your motorcycle, and we're gonna fucking tie each other with ropes, and we're gonna jump over the bridge and grab him in some acrobatics bullshit, completely fucking retarded. Uh, and then once they do this, they're, they rescue him successfully, and then they're just best friends after this. Their whole like becoming a friend was super fucking weird to me. Well, and they that, show it's like, like the... a
1: big montage afterwards, Jackson, where it's them yeah. just like palling around for a while. They like steal a goat together from some helpless small they child. They do
2: stealing for was... some fucking reason.
0: <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a child chasing them off for yeah. some. Who knows? So this is like a lame complaint. This is not like like a devastating one. I, I kind of would be interested in seeing what a version of this movie where the fire doesn't turn out to be like a secret agent is like, because I, I find that a more like sort of dramatically compelling thing where it legitimately is. No, this guy actually kind of believes in like British rule or whatever, even though he's Indian, you know,
3: mm. mm-hmm.
0: it seems a bit, I mean, obviously, you know, this movie was made for Indian audiences. So like, it's obviously way more, um, engaging for them, that's like no. He was a secret agent. And he's on our side or whatever. But as a white man watching this, I'm like, well, I kind of like the uh, the enemies friends angle a bit better.
2: Mm. Yeah, this also might be another thing I'm totally out of place with. Like I guess I'll mention now because of the the white man thing. Uh, <laughs> white I mentioned this man. when we were watching the movie, but it was like the dance scene, right? And there was the two the two Indian guys, and they're getting trashed on by this like just this random white dude. And then they start fucking, you know, busting a move. And then suddenly, all the white chicks are just, like, totally on the side of these two fucking Indian guys. And then all the uh. white guys are like, I fucking hate these things. What? There's there's no way. Like, fucking 95% of these white chicks would be like, I fucking hate these stupid Indians. Why are they doing this? <laughs> but they're all, like, super on their side. like, up like this their kooky like, dance? Is, like, is, like, is this, like, some fucking, <laughs> like, fantasy shit? <laughs> like, the Indians were putting in? It's like some, I like- they, they like the white chicks, so they're gonna make them all... Super uh, super into them, because right. they're so cool. <laughs> I uh, might be totally off-base with that, but that's how I interpreted it. I was like, this is fucking weird. Before I make this next
0: fact, uh, not next fact, this next... Before I say the thing I'm about to say, fun the fact. The horribly
1: racist thing that you're about to say.
0: Yes, fun fact. Well, this is actually the racist thing. The next thing won't be. <laughs> okay. uh, Indians have the, on average, second smallest penis of any country.
1: Tanner. Oh. That can't yeah. be true because you said on many occasions that race has nothing to do with penis size.
0: Why did I say that?
1: You you've absolutely said it before. This isn't
0: listen, this is a nationality, not a race. Anyway, the next <laughs> thing is, in that same scene, I love when the white guy starts showing off like his you know, he's like the flamenco, the whatever. And then they the do song. the reaction shot of the black drummer being like
3: <laughs> Yeah, that was really fucking true. Cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that fucking cracked me. And then they, you know, they start doing their drum thing, and the black guy's like, "Whoa,
3: eh, we're so doing cool. a
0: we're doing a thing or whatever the fuck." You know? Yeah, that was fucking funny. But speaking yeah. of the white
1: women, though, <laughs> that main lady was pretty cute. Okay, that's about it. Okay.
2: I, speaking of that main chick, I think it's really funny that like we know the fucking the water doesn't speak english but like they're like <laughs> constantly hanging out and doing all this shit and she's constantly just speaking in english to him he's got no fucking clue what this chick's saying and she's just yeah. constantly talking to him in english this is so weird like it, i don't know if maybe that's like a dub issue or something but it was so strange like they're like i mean out yeah like they didn't, basically
0: they didn't dub it very intelligently because usually in dubs like um you know you do have them speaking english the whole time but then like when there is supposed to be some sort of communication error you usually do start defaulting back to whatever their actual language be would be but yeah they're they're just having him speak english and then be confused at her speaking english back
3: to him
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's I it was very weird. funny how he's just constantly saying please let me
2: come to your home <laughs> Yeah, I want to go to your home. Please let me come to your home. Yes, okay, I'll definitely let some random Indian guy I met on the street come to my fucking house and have tea with me. Makes sense. But she did. She did. Yeah, I've got like two closing thoughts. I think that this movie really goes out of its way to try to like make some like cool shots. Like, um, and they definitely have a ton of symbolism in this movie with, like, the fire and the water theme. Specifically, like, obviously when they're first meeting, you've got literally the fire on the fucking water when they're saving the kid. <laughs> um, they got the shot of, like, the guy burning a tire and then throwing it, and then you see the guy walking in between the tire. They've got a lot of scenes like that where they're, like, trying to make these cool shots and they're going out of their way to, like, be pretty creative with their cinematography, and I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely that also, was pretty cool. Movie- This movie's way too fucking long. It definitely meanders a lot after they do the reveal of the guy, of the fire is like actually on the side of the Indians. Um, Yeah, it 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 would have
0: benefited from like a much tighter script and like.
1: How
2: long was. How
0: long was the like. The sequence of showing the fire's like whole background as a child?
2: So fucking long. It was like at (laughs) least half an hour. It was. It... It was. Yeah. That whole scene was completely retarded as well. Like, we got this massive group of British soldiers surrounding the village. And this the dude's dad got shot in front of them. And then he's like, okay, son, go to the exact same area. I just got fucking shot and take my place and start shooting them. Like, they're not just going to immediately shoot the kid in the same way again.
0: Mm, now nah, listen, super. man, he's lower to the ground. He's a smaller target.
2: Anyways, they also, like, don't have grenades or anything or, like, any sort of, like... I don't, yeah, anything,
1: like were, I don't know if they were. They were eventually grenades like back to... then. Dude, grenades were invented like a really long time ago. Those were from like the fucking
0: medieval era. Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. Or, or like any, when any, were they really widespread though?
0: Like when that's were grenades a, a something that I, that that, a, that uh officer like what when were grenades a thing that like a military <laughs> member would just be carrying on their person though?
2: That unclear. Is... I mean, they, I would like imagine this, they probably have, like, some sort of, like, artillery. Not artillery, maybe, but, like, you know. They'd have cannons, like, sure. Yeah, something like that. Also I mean, if they're like, taking out a whole fucking village, you think they'd have more than just, like, 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 a gang of dudes coming with them with their guns blazing. That was a little, you know.
0: Well, I don't think they were expecting much resistance, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, fair. they I mean, didn't they, have They shouldn't guns. have had guns. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, any final thoughts? <laughs> Overall, think this for me, movie I feel like it was very, really, entertaining.
3: You know,
1: it- <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a very commendable cinematic adventure for the most part. I thought it was, like, really silly. I thought a lot of it was very creative. Uh, I just thought it was too long. Uh, Could have done better with a much
0: tighter script. That was about it, though. Something I appreciate appreciate about Bollywood is that they don't care about themes or messages or morals. I definitely
1: feel like they did in this. (laughs) They're just trying to make
0: an entertaining product, you know? they're just like trying the to have fun to a spiel about.
2: Yeah, they, they definitely just like that, that? Movie. this is like some crazy power fantasy shit with the fucking guys becoming like superheroes at the very end doing all these insane maneuvers that just make no sense like picking yeah. up a fucking motorcycle and throwing it yeah. those things are so hefty <laughs> like so they just sweet. like completely throw all tension out the window because these people are just straight up fucking superheroes yeah, and
0: basically like like machine gun firing a fucking bow and arrow and
2: yeah, I like that. Accuracy. I like that
0: extended scene of where like one of them is the arms and the other is the legs.
2: That was fucking. No, yeah. that, that
1: shit was awesome. I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: then like knocking the guys into the water for the other dude to fucking drown him in the final scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, that shit was great. Anyways, and the musical numbers are good. I, li- I like the dancing and shit. That I was disagree. Fun. Okay,
2: I especially thought that the off for way too long.
1: The last one's really fucking long.
2: Yeah, but there's like the literally the final dance scene before like the movie starts to end and Nico and I watch the whole thing, we're just sitting there like when's this going to end? <laughs> it's just like a whole music video we're watching. <laughs> yeah, there's like showing like a random, I'm assuming,
1: very famous historical Indian figures in the background and shit like that. All the while they're like waving Indian flags everywhere.
0: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this movie is like kind of a, almost a, an attempt at historical revisionism, where they make out sort of the independence movement to be more, let's say, uh, more violent than it actually was. Yeah. Although maybe I don't, I, maybe the version of history we learn is inaccurate because it's you know the way we learn it is. Yeah, the way we learn about it is that like, you know, Gandhi through non violence, uh, is basically what made it so that the British eventually pulled out. Like, we don't ever hear about any sort of violent uh uprisings against the British in India.
1: Yeah, but like Gandhi sucked ass and fuck that guy. Tanner, what's your rating for this film?
0: I'm gonna give it an S minus. S minus, holy shit. It's
2: pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm giving it a drastically different rating than an S-minus at a C+. I think Jeez. I think this movie had a lot of oh, wow. things going for it, but it also had a massive amount of things really pulling it back for me to being just a, a slightly above average watching experience. I really think it was very entertaining to watch, but yeah, the, the whole tonal issues made it really hard to like actually, because I have to basically pick a side. If I'm looking at this movie just from like some goofy action flick or if I'm looking at this from like an actual like war piece I looked at it from the you know the intention of like a war piece because it kind of seemed like what they were going for um, mm. at least at, at least at the start like in my opinion I think like more than half of the movie was centered towards you know, like being like a serious film um, so that's that's the way I, I came to look at it uh, and yeah in that in that way C plus I just I definitely think it's entertaining I think it was well shot but yeah the story was pretty fucking stupid for the most part and it drags it down a ton Anyways, Nico? Yeah, I'm going to meet you guys somewhere more in the middle here.
1: I think I'm going to be shooting for, uh, let's say, a B+. am
2: feeling B+, plus for this one. And that puts us at a B plus, Nico, you are right. You put it right in the middle. <coughs> Holy shit, that's insane. Crazy.
1: All right, next Energy. up here, boys, we are going to be talking about Cleopatra. Yeah, Cleopatra okay, you coming
2: the rundown at Why did you pick this movie
0: I thought it'd be funny. I I literally looked up what's the longest movie Hollywood's ever made, and I thought it'd be funny to pick this one.
2: Did you watch the long version of this movie, or did you watch, like, the edited down one?
0: No, I watched the four-hour version.
2: Oh, yeah. Nico and I also watched the three-hour, 42-minute, or whatever one it is. No, no,
0: no. I watched a four-hour, six-minute version.
2: There's an even... Oh, oh! What the fuck? one did we watch, then? Did we watch... Uh, we watched, like, the version that was edited down for theaters... Because
1: there are, like, three Mm. different versions of this film. There's, like, the big long one. There's a re-release that they did shortly afterward There was, like, an edited down version for theaters. And there's, like, an even more edited down version for uh, television.
2: Yeah, they had one that got down all the way to, like, three hours and 12 minutes or something. Which is crazy that they can just take out, like, almost an hour worth of content (laughs) from this movie. It really says something about it. It really does. (laughs)
0: Now, yeah, so I watched it on, you know, HBO Max, which had the the full four-hour version. Um... This movie is, r- is roughly a historical piece. Uh, honestly, some of the, so a lot of the big stroke plot points actually match history pretty closely. They just embellish it a bit. Um, mm. we, we join our heroes at the end of a battle. It, it's like the end of the Roman Civil War where Julius Caesar was finally seizing total control over Rome. And he, he finds out that the main leader of sort of the rebel factions has fled to Egypt... And so Julius Caesar goes to Egypt and they find out, you know, things are kind of fucky-wucky in Egypt. He was like, huh? We left uh, we left uh, this brother and sister in control of Egypt and now only a brother is here. And he's like, the sister is gone. And uh, the brother's like, well, you know, she died in the desert, but, you know, I'm king now or whatever the fuck. And he's like, hmm. Um, so Julius Caesar is hanging out there. Uh, Cleopatra sneaks into his room and she's like, my brother is a fucking asshole. Kill him. And he's like, well... I don't know if I can do that. And then he does it eventually. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. At at a certain point, you know, uh, the brother is fucking banished or something or killed or whatever. And then Cleopatra is now in control and uh, she's in love with Julius Caesar. And then Julius Caesar uh, and her, they have a child. And then Julius Caesar is killed. And uh, Mark Antony enters the picture and he's uh, trying to become like king of Rome. And he and Cleopatra are also into each other, and then uh, fucking, what's his face, from the Roman Senate, he's like, this is a, enough, You're, she's a fucking whore, I'm gonna kill her. And uh, then they fight, and then she and him die, and uh, the end. Whoa! So, audience, before Nico and Jackson engage in shitting on this thing, let me give a brief defense of it, so. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> I think an important thing is that when you are going, I think it is worth seeing this movie. For one, I think Lies, it's an interesting. Don't bother. I think it's an interesting film to behold, and the reason I say that is when you go and watch it, you shouldn't think of it as a movie. I think you need to look at it as theater. This is one of those interesting, in my opinions, movies where it's it's sort of a missing link almost between movies and theater, because originally the way. Uh, we would translate between those is that you would just point a camera at like a stage play. And, uh, that's how it was. This, in my opinion, is probably one of the first and biggest movies where they took the sensibilities and sort of the acting style you get in theater, but then, you know, sort of, uh, took advantage of the medium of film to create like these big elaborate sets and whatever that you couldn't do in a theater. And, um, I think I think if you go into it with that mindset that this is sort of a a loosely historical theater act rather than a movie, I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. Also, if you're not, you know, an unsophisticated uh fucking mongrel like these two, you'll probably like it. Anyway, go ahead guys.
1: Wow, really uh really straw manning us <laughs> quite a bit there, aren't you, Tanner? <laughs> this movie's so long and it was so fucking boring. Yeah, absolutely. That's my, that's my review. <laughs> that's pretty fair. I'll expand upon that just a little bit more. Yeah, so uh, this movie's crazy long, okay? Like, it is excessive in its length. Which frankly, I think you it's, that,
3: frankly,
0: frankly, it should have been two movies. The the half of Julius Caesar and the half of Mark Antony are basically two different <laughs> movies, and I don't I, know why. Yeah,
1: frankly, it should have
2: been twice as long. <laughs> No, I'm saying split it down into two different four-hour movies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: No, split it, split it down the middle, and have two two two-hour movies, and one's a fucking sequel or something. Yeah, this movie has a fucking intermission in it. (laughs) Does it? I didn't even notice.
1: Yeah, it has like a. We did watch different versions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, my version probably didn't. Then
1: (laughs) it has, you know, because like also has like the big ass like intro as well. It takes like fucking five minutes to actually get into this film for anything (laughs) to really start happening. Which, you know, just the big old length of it, it really contributes to a lot of uh, just pacing issues and like the feelings as though the film is dragging. Uh, which, you know, really challenging experience to bother watching the film at that point. Yeah.
2: I will give it credit though, I think the actual like set design was pretty solid and I think the uh, the outfits and everything were pretty good too. Uh, yeah, you know- all- The squirrel's alright. <laughs>
0: That's something that kind of blows me away about this movie. So, like, you know, this was made in the 1960s. There were not, like, computer-generated interfaces or whatever. So when they wanted to create, like, that big naval battle scene, they just literally had to build a couple ships, hire several hundred people, and then have them, like, simulate an actual war out at sea.
1: Yeah, this film held the record for, like, the largest budget for a long time. And one of the films that actually surpassed it, that was uh, the, you know, biggest budget film for a long time afterward, was one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies for a very similar reason. Because they just had to build a bunch of ships.
3: (laughs) I
2: thought they were going to say Avatar. No, no, no. No. I thought they had a big budget.
0: I think the budget really shows. They they really go out of their way to try and depict, like, these (laughs) ancient locations in sort of an authentic... Or at least, like, authentic feeling way, I think.
1: Yeah. I definitely agree. I think that all that shit's pretty good. The score as well, the score I will give a little bit of praise to here. I thought it was pretty decent. But again, this film fucking meanders just constantly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's, like, a severe lack of focus. And, like, even fucking, like, the main characters, like Cleopatra, it doesn't really feel like they explore her character all that much. There's not a lot of character development there for
0: her. I was going to say, I think one of my biggest problems is that I think they didn't do Cleopatra very well. Especially since, like, it's named after her. Yeah. I feel like... Because, like, I think what they're going for is it's like, oh, look, she's, like, manipulating all these powerful Roman men. And she's, Mm. like, you know, working working, uh, behind the scenes and whatever. But a lot of times it kind of feels like things... Like, she's not being this grand manipulator and things are kind of just incidentally happening. Mm -hmm. I think just a couple of times just like once or twice in the movie they need to have a scene where like she has a conversation with one of the guys they leave the room and then she gives like a coy smile or something you know something to better indicate to, to the audience that no she she knows what she's doing she is like you know using her womanly charm and whatever to manipulate these guys into giving her what she wants cuz she does get what she wants over the course of the movie until everything goes horribly wrong but yeah, I don't think they really empower her to the degree that I think the movie warrants, you know. Yeah, 100%. And just like think go on. I don't know about you guys. Um I think I think there are three I'd say four scenes that really stood out to me as being like very well written and very engaging um acting and whatever. It was when Julius Caesar confronts her um. After, fuck. I don't remember what happened. Basically, anytime any of the main male characters starts yelling their lines, I was like, "Damn, this is really good fucking writing."
2: Um, Loud equals good. That's that's the theater part coming out.
0: Nah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I found the dialogue really uh, engaging. Um, I and like the, I like the scene where Julius Caesar. Um, you know, they're basically finally kicking the brother out, and they bring up one of the advisors, and he, <laughs> and Caesar just goes. Uh, You're charged with conspiracy against the Roman whatever, and this other charge, you're guilty your sentence is death. And then they just drag him off. (laughs) Um, And then I thought the scene where Mark Antony, when he confronts Cleopatra after they return from sort of that failed... Uh, naval battle and he's like screaming and yelling he's like I should have fucking died I don't know I'm I don't know why I'm such a dumb simp or whatever I thought mm-hmm. that was like a super well acted scene between the two of them
1: very relatable as well we've all been there
0: yeah of course we've we've all wanted to die in battle and then we pussed out for a girl <laughs>
1: hell yeah you can't get no strange if you're dead Tanner
0: <laughs> that's true that's gonna be the next swap shirt be on the lookout for it Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, honestly, uh, this is gay as fuck, but I think this movie actually might, might have sparked an interest in theater for me. I, I Ooh, might actually go see a play or something now.
1: There we yeah. go. You should go check out the Book of Mormon. It's real good. Okay.
2: So I try, to, try to watch one of those, like, 360 plays. I, finding one of those steers is probably hard as fuck. Honestly, I don't even know if there's many of them in America, but they're pretty cool. What the have, fuck like,
0: uh, is a 360 play?
2: Uh, It's basically where it, like, rotates like the audience or there's like a screen or something that rotates you basically they don't have to like make these new sets for like for like taking down and all that shit They basically just like rotate to a different set um, oh. and it just like streamlines everything and they can have like screens on things to like do like I don't know uh, intermission things uh, it's you know there. it's just a completely different experience with like normal theater that's pretty cool do you guys yeah. feel like there are any plays that you really want to go see no okay I, I, didn't can't, I can't even name a play off the top of my head. Really.
0: <laughs> Honestly, I'd be interested in seeing some of like the Shakespeare plays, because uh, I never read any of the Shakespeare stuff, but I hear that reading it is really hard, because it's not meant to be consumed that way. Mm. And so it's it's they're actually fairly good if you watch them. I, I, I mean, I guess, you know, I've seen The Lion King, and I've seen uh, The Northman, and both of those are literally just the plot of Hamlet. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. I've seen, yeah, I mean, like I've had those examples, but I've also seen like actual adaptations of the plays, like *A Midsummer's Dream* and stuff like that. Uh, but what I'm really interested in is *Hades Town*, which is like a modern retelling of the story of like Orpheus and shit like that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, and I've heard really good things about
2: that one. But
1: as for the movie itself, though, goes, <laughs> guys, do you have really anything else to say? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I was pretty fucking bored throughout most of this movie, and I was definitely zoning out for a large part of it just because it was hard to keep my focus. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got I got that modern man attention span. We're watching a four hour long movie from the '60s, where everything's already slow as fuck. It uh, <laughs> was brutal on me, uh, so I probably missed like half of it, anyways. You think know, obviously... like it would have helped if there was like a little video in the corner, of someone like popping pimples or something? <laughs> I think so, man. I think that would have really engaged me. pulling out ingrown hairs or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, obviously, I'm much higher on this movie than you guys. I just, I don't know. I, I found it really interesting as sort of a, a so, fuck. am trying to, I'm trying to put my thoughts into words. I found it interesting in sort of the connection it has to the past in as in the 1960s and that sort of bridge between theater and movies like i mentioned um i agree with the positive points you had where like the sets the costumes all of this was great i thought the acting was good the dialogue i found very engaging i thought the plot i actually uh, found really engaging where it is this sort of power struggle between all these uh, historical figures um, I do agree with that sort of negative about Cleopatra, and I don't honestly. So, like, I watched the longest version of this movie. I don't think I really had a problem with the length. I w- I think I was pretty thoroughly engaged throughout the whole thing. In if fact, I'm being you want honest, it should be longer.
1: Yeah, you're a exactly. Man than
0: me. <laughs> it should be six hours long. But yeah, I think uh, I just uh, I thought this was a really good movie.
1: Well, More fantastic. You if at. you liked it so much, how about you give it a grade here? I'm gonna give it an A. An A, okay. That's actually lower than I was expecting from you.
0: <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, it was long, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, there are definitely good parts about this movie, but Jesus fucking Christ, the length of it and its pacing issues just bring it down so much for me. Uh... I'll go my high ball answer here, though,
2: and say C minus. I'm okay. going my low ball and saying D plus. <laughs> this is a controversial, uh, controversial week so far. Yeah, apparently, uh, it puts it at puts it at a C plus so far. Okay. <laughs> That's not terrible. It's, a, it's an above average movie according to the overall ranking. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of what's another above average movie, I will say once it, once
0: Dylan reviews this one, that that thing uh, that's going down. Oh, it's, yeah, gonna it's s- going down to it. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's going to be sitting at a cool D.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, should we above mention... average movies that have to do with political
0: figures and shit like that, historical
2: Hold figures on. and like you know
1: gonna new ask...
0: settings? Should
2: Should we mention Dylan's uh, rankings that he just announced? He. He ranked only one movie this week, and it was supposed to be the next one we're going to talk about, but it sounds like Nico wants to talk about Money Christo No, he,
0: he ranked one of the ones from last week as well. Should we oh, bring yeah, up he, that he
2: one? Oh, yeah, he ranked the Transformers movie. Yeah, he put that at a C+, which changes it to a B. It's currently a B now. I don't know if that changes his ranking, to be honest, but now it's a B. Okay. If it wasn't a B already.
1: <laughs> well, we don't Anyways. have to go into the next movie right now. We can go into the next movie instead.
2: Yeah, I didn't hear what you said because you cut out, but uh, fuck yeah. you, we're not, we're not talking about the movie you <laughs> picked, we're talking about the movie I picked, because I don't want to change my code. Uh, we're talking about Evangelion 3.0 plus 1, Thrice Upon a Time, the final uh, definitive conclusion to Evangelion. We're not talking about the end of the anime, we're not talking about the end of Evangelion the movie, we're talking about 3.0 plus 1. Not to be confused with 4.0, which doesn't exist. Anyways, this, movie's this movie sucks uh, ass, fuck this movie. <laughs> Uh, Nico's a fucking bigot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Anyways, uh, this movie starts off with a recap of the last three movies because there is a 12-year gap between 3.0 and 3.0 plus 1. Uh, so I think There is? 12 years. Yeah, no. 3.0... Uh, I thought
0: it was, was only... 20...
2: Oh, oh, you mean in oh, wait, real no. life. Oh, wait. No, it's a 9... It's a nine year gap, actually. I lied. Sorry, it's a nine year gap. But yeah, 3, 3.0 is in 2012, and this movie is a 2021 movie. It was so a nine year gap. But yeah, no, there's actually there's a 14 year gap between 2.0 and 3.0. Um, but yeah, I'm not talking about that. Basically, it, we just start off exactly where 3.0 ends, um, where we've got Shinji, Asuka, and fucking Rei, Ayanami, I guess is what they end up calling here, uh, walking towards the village to go get rescued, basically, after the events of the third movie. Uh, and then it gets to, like, half of the movie basically taking place in this village where people are kind of just, like, living their lives there. Um, expands the lore of the universe as shit-ton, describing, like, you know, how they're... I, I just realized I completely missed the opening segment, where they're literally in fucking Paris, like, decorizing Paris. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, fighting... I totally forgot about that part. Yeah, no, the, the movie actually starts off with them decorizing Paris. Uh, and they're defending themselves from like these autonomous like mass-produced Avas who are trying to stop them from decorizing paris what the fuck um, is coreization core- coreization is basically they're like turning these people into like pure lcl or something um the thing is the intention behind it like they're just turning everything into like you know core which is you know like the all angels have cores it's basically just turning everything into that
3: um okay. it's so, that, that's what, what happened
2: that's, that's what happened in the, uh, not in the third movie, but the second movie, where they accidentally triggered the fucking, it didn't like fully complete, but they accidentally triggered the third impact, and that's what coreized the whole fucking world and like basically the entire planet and just like you know wiped off everybody from the face of the earth, or not wipe them off and turn them into cores. Uh, so we're, we're seeing that shit happen. Uh, they do in fact end up uh, decorizing Paris, and then it cuts to you know our three protagonists in the village, and then there's like the long segment of them being in the village, doing their, like, daily life. Uh, Shinji is trying to recover from basically being traumatized about the fact that he almost killed fucking everyone again because, once again, he got manipulated. Uh, but he finally comes to. Uh, Ray is actually the person that talks him out of it uh, with her childlike innocence. Um, he's the only person that can, like, really connect to her, um, to connect to him. And she fucking dies. She fucking turns into LCL in front of him and fucking dies, and that's kind of, like, the catalyst for him realizing that he... He needs to be, like, the change he wants to be. Uh, it's just not going to last forever kind of thing. Uh, so he goes and rides the uh, the AAA Wonder with Misato and uh, the crew, Amari and Asuka and all that shit. Uh, and they go off to fight the final battle to stop the fourth impact from happening. Um, that nervous trying to start. Uh, for the Human Instrumentality Project. And then they do that. They go and fly to uh, Ground Zero, of the third impact. Uh, they attempt to stop it. They get thwarted by Nerve because they're, they're playing checkers and Nerve's playing 4D chess. Uh, they get fucked on. There's a big fight with uh, Mari and Asuka trying to stop this all from happening. They're trying to uh, destroy the, uh, the 13th Angel. Asuka turns herself into an angel to attempt to stop that, which then kind of falls into... Uh, Gendo's plan of using her as, like, a fucking vessel for Adam. This shit's really confusing, by the way. Uh, And then, (laughs) I'm not even going to attempt to talk about what the fuck happened with the Human Instrumentality Project, but basically that shit starts. Fucking Shinji goes into Unit 1 to stop Gendo, who's now in Unit 13. Um, They go to, like, the fucking, not the reverse world, I can't remember what the name of it is. The Anti-Universe? Yeah, the Anti-Universe, and they go in there. Basically, humans can't comprehend what the fuck's going on in there. Um, so their, their, their brain is basically just, like, placing them inside of, like, a bunch of different areas they used to know, which basically just, you know, comes down to them being in different, famous, um, Evangelion sets. Uh, they have, like, their final fight, uh, Shinji finally convinces, with the help of, you know, Misato, you know, turning the triple-A wonder with their fucking, you know, tech magic, um, into a fucking spear for him to use. They finally convinces Gendo of his viewpoint, um... Mostly, actually, because this is also, like, super long. I'm sorry this is going on for so long. But this is also because uh, Gendo realized he couldn't find Yui when he was in there. That was a big reason why he wanted to go in there, because he wanted to find Yui, because she thought she was going to be in there, but she wasn't. He realizes that Yui was inside Shinji all along, um, which, like, totally re- which, you know, realizes that he's, like, been completely misguided in his efforts to do all of this stuff. He realizes that Shinji's viewpoint. He kind of just gives up. Uh, human Instrumentality Project gets completely wiped. Uh, Shinji is then basically like, given, you know, the power to rewrite the universe, uh, which he does. And then we go to Happy Land where you know everything's back to normal. Angels and all that shit don't exist. He's now uh, in a relationship he's... with Mari.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's much more suave for no reason. He, also,
2: it's because he's a he's a fucking changed man now. He's a fucking yeah, chance. He, he's turned into what he didn't want his word his father couldn't be. Uh, yeah, and then the movie new movie ends. So, I I have some questions. <laughs> Go on. I I've watched a lot of stuff about this. I doubt I'm going to be able to answer okay. your questions with what the detail you want me to. But I'll try my so best. The over, Jack, so the
1: Why did they bring back so many pen
2: pens? <laughs> anyways, so
0: the uh, am I correct in the following summary of sort of the overall plot of this
3: hmm. Gendo
0: prior to any events of the movie, loses his wife. He believes that the way to bring her back... So Gendo then, he causes the second impact and sets into motion all of these things where he is going to put into place the Human Instrumentality Project, where he basically sacrifices all of humanity and he sacrifices these angels, which I, I, I believe he created as well.
2: In order he didn't, to he try didn't create and, any of the angels, but he, yeah, he created the Avas. Then he didn't create the angels. Where did uh, the, the ang- angels come from? The angels are from the fucking seed of Adam. So basically, when Adam landed, all those seeds landed all over the place in various locations, and then they turned into angels as they grew up that that isn't explained at all in the movie that's part that's part of the anime but
0: right so gendo is just kind of conveniently taking advantage of the existence of these things because he figured out that by killing them he can gain access to the anti-universe where he thinks his wife is correct okay so like the entire point of like the whole thing is he's trying to bring back his dead wife
2: Yeah, so the whole whole thing is naturally, is she dead or is she missing? Because they're unknown. I guess from the perspective of everybody else, she's most likely dead because she was basically fused with Unit 1, which is also kind of what happened with Rey um, in the second movie. But yeah, fucking Nerd is working with Seal to to do the Human Instrumentality Project because that's what Seal's end goal is the Human Instrumentality Project. Uh, but Nerve isn't necessarily, you know, trying to do that because Gendo's leading it. And Gendo's just using that as, like, means to an end because all he wants to get is Yui back. So he's using Seal to do that. Uh-huh. uh go on.
0: I thought, I was under the impression his wife kind of disappeared before any of the Angel stuff happened.
2: No, he, she experienced, she basically got, like, sucked into unit one when they were trying to do, like, plug suit, not plug suit testing, but, like, um, you know, integrating them with, like, the Avas. Oh. Yeah, she was. She was like. A, she was one of the researchers for Seal. Uh,
0: they never really establish in these movies that the EVAs are like human angel hybrids, do they? No. Okay. They I mean, assume you knew that you can, already. You
2: can. You can kind of infer it because right. you can. You can see that they're very. You know. Okay. So by, other by questions I have. I, I feel like. Sure.
0: I will say. I was less confused during this movie than the other ones at the very least. I feel like they gave enough information. That I was like, okay, I can kind of keep up. Like the fact that I was able to explain the human instrumentality project roughly, that is a massive improvement from the last three movies.
2: Yes, sir. I'll during- also say just before you go, is that the, the major plot of this movie is not necessarily supposed to be understood. Um, the, this is, in the end of the day, is basically just like a character drama where you're watching this person um, improve, and you're just like looking through the conclusion of all of these different arcs. Uh, all of like the space robot shit is not necessarily like the main point. It is almost entirely just a vehicle to propel these characters through, you know, the like the metaphor of what they're trying to describe with their characters. Anyway, yeah, go on.
0: Whatever. That's stupid. Um. <laughs> so in the battle of paris when those fake or those mock evas show up or whatever
2: they're the mass production um, evas
0: yeah the i i forget who it is it's either the science lady or misado they say oh making those is a violation of the vatican treaty huh there what there's some kind of treaty presumably between nerve and villa about what kind of weapons they can make huh
2: I guess so. I can't remember this part you're talking about, so I don't really have an answer to this one. I this, do remember th- the part you're talking about. I don't know what it means either, though. Okay. Why did Ray explode? Why did Ray explode? Yeah. Because she couldn't She couldn't be away from Nerve. She was like some fucking created thing. I'm also not super 100% sure on that, but I imagine it's just because um, she kind of has to, like, when she was, you know, in Nerve HQ, she was constantly doing those like bass and stuff. I imagine okay. she probably has to, she has like a fucking battery, basically, which she has to recharge there. Um, okay. and she wasn't in there for long enough, you know, that's why the beeping was happening, that's why she, like, shut down that one day, and she fucking exploded eventually because she just couldn't, you know, take it.
0: Hmm. Where the fuck are all these Evas coming from? As far as we can tell, Nerve is two people. How are they making these things?
2: That's a great question. We don't know. <laughs> it's unknown.
0: Okay, and a lot of the They're enemies ha- we see... They made some
1: Evas, Je- Tanner, so that those Evas can make more Evas for them.
0: Okay that yeah sure um so a lot of the evas we see vilified they seem to be like angel robots or something is that correct
2: what wait what what part are you talking about
0: like a lot of those weird creatures that nerve sends at the wunder they they seem to be like some weird combination of angels and like machinery
2: like the type of like the type of one where there's like the one that I was trying to integrate with the the wonder. No, nah, like, more like ones? like the
0: like the cannon fodder stuff that oh, they're just fighting. The cannon fodder stuff. Yeah,
2: uh, I don't think I think those are just like straight up just mass produced Evas, like the ones we okay. saw at the, the start of the movie.
0: We'll see. They're- they they use both the words mock Evas as well as mock angels at different points in this movie. Hmm. So like in this, in I think from the third movie onwards, there are no more angels except ones that like kind of artificially get created by the humans. Yeah, I
2: think that's correct. Okay, I mean the uh, the mock angels I think are the ones, the the four angels that were supposed to be connected to like those ships. Um, those are like the the four like actual angels because those have like the fucking. Soul of Adam inside them or some shit. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And that's their, like, like the piece that I was supposed to attempt to start the fucking fourth impact with. But yeah, they... Those ones are, like, actual, like, mock angels. Like, they literally have, like, angel inside of them. I think the other... The, all the other, like, cannon fire were just, like, mass-produced avas.
3: Right.
0: So every single one of the pilots, a.k.a. the children, they're, like, manufactured people?
2: Uh, not necessarily. I don't think we... Shinji definitely isn't, at least. And we don't we don't know anything about Mari, but yeah, Asuka and Rei definitely are.
0: Okay. So, how does Asuka turn herself into an angel? Why, like, could she hypothetically have done that at any point, or was there something she, that happened in the at the time of she,
2: Well, if you remember from the second movie, where she got taken over by that angel when she went to the entry plug uh mm. she turned into an angel at that point and they were able to recover her and then you know you have like one of those little pylons which was inside her eye and that was suppressing her like from the angel from taking over so when she took that out she turned into an angel so okay. they had they had that in her from the first part which i think is actually cool because in the older movies or the older series i guess she i guess it was just in the end of evangelion uh she had her eye patch because she literally got fucking you know, destroyed in the eye by, i um, you know, like stabbed or some shit. Uh, but in this one, it's because, you know, she's got the suppressor inside of her to stop her from becoming an angel. But yeah, okay. she, could have done, she could have done it any time, but she did it now because it was, you know, a big important part. Okay. And, okay, enough of Tanner's stupid <laughs> questions for now. I'm
1: going to actually talk about the movie here for a moment. This movie did the impossible, okay? And it actually made me like Rey as a character, which I thought was just like an instrumental task prior to that. Because, like, in the actual anime and shit like that, she's really not much of a character at all. And she's more so just kind of, like, a vehicle to, like, you know, just, like, uh, uh, usher things along a little bit. She's like a sort of plot device more so. But here, you know, she, she's actually, like, learning how to be a person and shit
2: like that. That's crazy. I never expected such a thing from her. And I just really like that. I agree. I think Rayo's was awesome in this movie. I think, it, uh, I think it's a really just good conclusion to her arc because, you know... It's pretty pretty obvious throughout a lot of this that she like wants to be human or like understand things like that, and I think she finally got it when she lived in that village for that short period of time, which I'm a big fan of. And then she's also the one that helps uh, Shinji finally get over like that fast that last lump that he needed to to finally you know push and challenge his father. I think it's a very good end to her character. I'm a big fan of it.
1: Yeah, and also just like some of the technology that they're showing off here is crazy. Like, in the fight scenes, one of the big things I'm talking about here is the fucking battleships that they use, okay? Yeah. Like, they use battleships to, like, serve as a shield to, like, block lasers, and, like, later into the end of the movie, they're using battleships as little fucking missiles to just, like, (laughs) bomb this place.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. I think it's insane that they're able to do all of this insane, like, mechanical feast um, after, like, 90% of the world's been turned to... Cores in most <laughs> right. of the population is gone. It's crazy, man. You know that human will is indomitable. What can I say? <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty, goof- pretty goofy. With the fucking battleships yeah, on strings. Trick.
1: However, a pretty big detractor here for me that cropped up quite a bit throughout the film is that they really overdo with the CGI throughout this one. Absolutely. Like, there are moments where it looks fine and serviceable, but there are other parts where it's just like...
2: Oh, that's a little egregious, and I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah, this movie did. I'm not. I'm not giving this movie a pass at all for this. I'm just giving some more context. But this movie went through absolute development hell um, because, like, with the uh, the first series, um, the whole reason that was like the way it is is because the the original creator Hideki Ono uh, was going through some absolute fucking terrible parts in his life. And he went through something very similar during the production cycle of this movie, which is why it took so fucking long to come out because it was just in development hell for a really long time. Um, And I'm sure they use CG a lot just because, you know, it's really hard to like – they're like constantly rewriting stuff and I'm sure they're using CG just because it was a lot cheaper than having to like reanimate all this shit over and over again. But yeah, they definitely overuse CG a ton in this movie. It is – constant it's everywhere um maybe there's some moments where they're trying to do it because it's supposed to look uncanny like with the uh like the floating bodies everywhere it's supposed <laughs> to look like some like crazy out of this world shit but i don't yeah, know like the I big think old it, ray face the big ray face i get that's the whole point of that it's supposed to look <laughs> yeah. like some otherworldly uncanny shit um because that's kind of what they did in the first one too was but, uh, wait was that ray's face or was it yui i interpreted it as ray's face yeah i did too why would they it could have though, though? I mean, Ray's face is the one that we saw all throughout the rest of the movie with, like, the bleeding eyes and stuff in, um, like, the right. third and second movie.
1: They also have the same face, basically, so I don't think it matters
2: too much. Yeah, the whole point of Ray is supposed to be a copy of Yui anyways, yeah. so it really could be interpreted either way. Uh, but, yeah, tons of tons of CG, and it looked pretty rough uh, throughout a lot of it, but, you know, fucking how the fuck are you supposed to do that 2D animation without, you know, having, like, a massive budget? But, you know, <laughs> whatever. I would
1: like to Vasco was in a little more about side of that, that's about all I have to say So you can continue with your bullshit, Tanner
0: Nah, no, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I would That was actually my last question when you decided
2: to interrupt me Oh, okay What are your, what are your overall thoughts then?
0: I, I Yeah, cause you don't really have much to say about the movie itself Right, you know, I think otherwise it's pretty good I, I agree, I like the, uh the world building stuff where we get to see what's actually going on in the world with that sort of shit. Uh, I like the character development. I like that I can actually understand what sort of the end goal is of everyone and why. Um, and I thought the action was pretty fun and engaging and cool. And uh, I, I thought the, specifically the scene with Mari and Asuka fighting their way down to uh, the Nerve HQ or whatever, that looked cool as fuck. And also uh, Asuka's uh, you know, Eva, where they have all the robot parts on it that aren't Eva, and it had to... When she went, like, went angel, it had to, like, crawl out of that shit. That was oh, cool as fuck. that was fucking Yeah,
2: that was, yeah, that was awesome. really nice. But yeah. yeah. Tanner, did you watch this in English as well? Yes. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll say something about the Japanese dub. The, dub. the dub, or not the dub, I guess, the, the original audio was really fucking good in this movie. I think the voice acting was really solid um, throughout a lot of it, especially... Um, in that part you were just talking about, where um, Oscar's tried to like fight her way down to Thirteenth Angel, she sounded genuinely so fucking desperate throughout the whole part. It was insanely convincing. I think the performances they did were really, really well done. Like it legitimately sounded like there was just some fucking chick fighting for her goddamn life to save the world. And I don't really know how to like ex- express that in words, but like she just did an insanely good job. And there was just really solid voice acting throughout the entire movie. Everybody seemed. I don't know, it was just super spot on throughout the entirety of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I feel like the dub did a pretty solid job as well. But there was, like, one character who was really rough in the dub. It was, I think it was, like, the fucking uh, Doctor Dude's wife back in the village. She just sounded so fucking wooden. And, like, she just had zero direction given to her whatsoever during the whole process. So, like, all of her lines were just like, Oh, hi, Ray." I see that you
2: woke up <laughs> just shit like that. That's really unfortunate. Her, She was really good in the in the Japanese, and I think that really sells her like, not adoration, but you know, kind of looking at Ray like a child. Yeah. Um, like her, her child. And I think she really sold her pretty well. I think I definitely would've liked that, that whole experience a lot less if she sounded fucking just completely monotone through most of it. Yeah. So it was a little bit rough, but outside of that, I thought it was pretty good. That's good.
1: All right, boys, do you have any final thoughts for this film? no for the end of our tale of Evangelion until Jackson picks the end of Evangelion
2: (laughs) I don't think I'm gonna do that for quite some time but I'll probably pick it eventually Tanner's yeah the
1: end of Evangelion this week
2: (laughs) yeah I think this movie was really fucking good I think it was um a really good send off to the series um I think they wrap up everything very nicely the best part about it, too, is that everything is super dense with, like, the lore. I think they do a good job explaining things enough to be interesting, but not, you know, too deeply to, like, kind of quell all the questions. But there's, there's thought behind everything in this movie, I think. I don't think there's... Specifically with, like, all, like, the Ava lore and the impacts and all that shit. Um, I think there's thought behind all of that stuff. I've obviously listened and read, to a, read a bunch of stuff about it. But, uh, yeah, I think they really do a proper send-off for all the characters. I really like Shinji's complete... Um, you know, overhaul of his character at the end, how he just turned into, you know, um, a really good person. He kind of just like defies his dad in that way, how his dad was a fucking lonely loser all his life. And because that's, I think it's really powerful just because um, they really play out the fact that Shinji is kind of like a replication of his father in the end. They're very similar people, figuring, you know, Shinji is kind of like some shut-in guy who doesn't really want to like talk to people, he's afraid of getting hurt. His that was the exact same way and that's kind of like the, the dynamic is that Shinji is basically just his father. Um, and, I, and I really, I'm a really big fan that Shinji basically does like a 180 of what his father did in the end. Uh, yeah, overall I think it was really good. Also, I guess one, one last touch that I thought was really nice near the end. Um, when Gendo's talking about attempting to find Yui, or just talking about Yui in general, the whole world's in like black and white, it looks like some like colorless shit, And when he like falls in love with Yui, that's when like, you know, his like, whole world gets like colored and stuff. And the exact same thing happens when uh, Shinji's on the beach and then Mari comes and sees him um yeah it's like totally like a black and a white and then she jumped into the water and then the whole world's like filled with life it's like a very good obvious parallel to his father and uh yui's relationship which kind of you know came out of nowhere That's how they described it you know yui just came up and you know suddenly they're kind of like super close that's kind of basically the exact same thing that happened with yui and uh mari anyways rankings i'm gonna kick this one off i honestly think this is the best one of the series i'm giving this one an s easy s so dude, I'm going to
1: be going up here next and I thought this movie was pretty good. Uh I don't know, it's not the best though, you know. Like it is a pretty good movie. I'm going to give an A- I think.
0: I uh you know, I also thought this one was the best out of these Evangelions. Um I don't know. You know what? I'll, I'll say I appreciate Evangelion as a franchise more having watched these than I did before. So, mission accomplished, I guess. I'm giving this one an A+, though.
2: An A+, okay. And then Dylan also ranked this movie this week. He gave it an S, and this actually pushes the movie to an S-minus this week. We got another S-tier movie here. And it's I A don't and understand
0: Gally. how Dylan isn't confused like me with these movies. Yeah, I'm I sure think it's he
2: is. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, oh, yeah, the fucking second movie also got an S-minus. I didn't realize that. So, yeah, the... Uh, I don't know if we... still want to do that but you mentioned at the the end of the first movie that you wanted to like give like an overall ranking of the entire series oh yeah yeah Um, yeah. yeah. so the first movie got an a second movie got an s minus third movie got an a minus and the fourth movie got an s minus where do we think that all like lands overall at least at least for me I think it's a solid like s minus I think overall um, it does a really good job I think the art direction acting everything is super good throughout the entirety of it it's really engaged throughout all of it wanted to keep watching it um, but there's definitely flaws, um, mm-hmm. so I'm am saying S minus for it. The I think
0: series. like A minus. I'd say I'd probably go A if I'm looking at all four together. There
2: we go. One,
0: one problem is uh, I think time skips are very difficult to pull off in stories. Um, it works in this since it is two separate movies that it happens over. But it, like if I were try to try and look at this all as like one cohesive story, that would that probably becomes a problem for me.
1: Mm. I mean, like you know, anime does all the time. Tanner. they've practically perfected the formula at this point. Sure. Like your beloved Naruto, they've got a whole last series that has a big old time skip twice. They did it twice, dude.
0: That's crazy. I haven't seen. I've only. I've literally only seen the kid Naruto.
1: Hmm. Gotta get your ass on that Shippuden action, bro.
0: It's that's on, where shit gets crazy. Uh, yeah, it's on. Who I do hear that's when it's uh, you know better. Um, I uh, you know I'll check it out at some point.
1: You got to see the Naruto and Sasuke fight, man. Their big final fight with each other. It's crazy.
0: Of course. Yeah. Anyways. Speaking of a final fight between two uh, best friends turned enemies. (laughs) The Count of Monte Cristo.
1: (laughs) The Count of Monte Cristo. He's finally here, guys. He's arrived. The Count himself. So... This is a tale as old as time, honestly, like, you know, The *The Count of Monte Cristo, it is a literary classic, and this film is a retelling of said story in film form. There have been many f- films of it, but this is supposedly the best one from what I've heard. So, for those of you who don't know, The Count of Monte Cristo is the tale of a man, okay, but a measly man who gets betrayed by his best friend who is in love with his woman. And as such, he gets cast out into a prison where he uh, spends many years trying to escape and eventually, with the help of an old man, he does. Uh, through the, their efforts, they're able to, like, learn from each other. And they're able to, like, figure out how to get out of this dang old prison. And after that, the old man teaches them all about how, like, hey, there's, like, this sweet-ass treasure you can get once you finally get out of here, man. And the count is, like, sweet. I can't wait to get it. And eventually, once he gets out, he finds his treasure. And with that money, he's able to figure out his revenge for his evil, devious friend. And once he figures it out, he fucking murders him. It's awesome. It's a sweet revenge tale. Big fan dude big fan that's the count of monte
0: cristo for you mm-hmm. so i think the real one of the real standouts of this film is uh the the sword fight scenes they're they're really fucking good they're really engaging uh, i thought they were uh, very fun to watch
1: i actually thought they were just fine <laughs> okay yeah, I, <laughs> I like the anything of note yeah yeah <laughs> So it's strike one for you, Tanner. What's your next...
0: I do think we spent a little bit too much time in the prison. I I thought it started to drag a little bit in there.
1: I think it makes sense. Like, he spent a really fucking long time there. And so I think think it makes sense to, like, spend a bit more time in there than you might like. Just to, like, sort of get that feeling of, like, oh, yeah, he's, like, been in here for a while, hasn't he?
0: Okay. I will say, in your little recap, you were saying, oh, and they figured out how to escape. Not really. He kind of just... Like they didn't really do their plan at all, he just was a able condo. to take yeah he took advantage of an opportunity that prevented that like presented itself. They you know? figured
1: out how to escape. it was sweet dude, he was so cunning in that moment,
0: yeah, sure, yeah,
1: My question though is why did he
0: like go and put
1: the body back in his cell and not just like leave it in the tunnel or something
0: that's uh yeah, that's a good question he should have he wanted he wanted to. He wanted to.
2: Yeah. He, he wanted wanted d- he wa- yeah, he wanted them to He yeah, he wants to risk getting caught. He's, you know, he's a gambler. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like, uh, from my perspective, uh, this is like some fucking, not medieval, but you know that this era power fantasy shit, which was really funny. Like, I think I thought it was very hard to believe this random old man, this priest. I guess you know they're they're supposed to be scholars back then, but still, I think it's hard to believe that he just gets this guy so fucking up to speed with so much shit with like really like rudimentary training methods too. like he's got the guy doing like this with the water to like train his reaction time which oh, there's only really so much
1: you can do in that situation man i
2: know but i just think it's really goofy i don't i can't buy that 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 and all this other shit he's doing is like enough to propel this guy to such heights um, what, you want them to wink their dicks out like have a sword fight that way to train i just wish it was a little bit more believable is all i want from it. Uh that's just that's just me though. Honestly, I think it's not really that big. I mean it's still entertaining, but you know. Going going from the perspective, like this is just kind of some fucking guy that just got got all of this skill. He's just like gifted a ton of this money from some guy that just happens to know what this treasure is. It all just seems kind of contrived. But that's just me. I could be looking at this wrong. I don't think I am though. <laughs> You wouldn't, Jackson. You wouldn't. I thought this movie
1: was pretty sweet. The dialogue especially in a lot of parts were like, ooh, ooh, it was almost like chilling. Like, just how, just how Will is delivered and shit like that. You know, like, for example... When they catch, like, the, the big boss guy, okay? The, the big dude who's, like, in, uh, in charge of, like, uh, fucking sending him to prison and shit like that. Uh, when they finally captured him and, like, threw him in the back of the fucking horse carriage or whatever. And they threw a gun and they were like, it, you know, it's a, it's a little, uh, thing for a gentleman such as yourself. He takes the gun, he puts it in his mouth and he fucking pulls the trigger. And he pops out behind him and is like, oh, I'd never give you such a courtesy. That was fantastic, dude. I loved that. That's always yeah, said. He said, "Did you think it would be that easy?"
2: Some shit yeah. like that, you know. <laughs> there's definitely a lot of cool moments like that. I can definitely respect it. I mean, it, is, it is, at the end of the day, from my perspective, like totally just like some power fantasy shit. Uh, and you know, as to, as it is a power fantasy, there's plenty of things where like the guy is just uh, like you know, demonstrating overwhelming fucking power over somebody else, like the bath scene where he just like completely overwhelms the guy, gets him to spill the beans, and gets him caught by the cops. Tons of tons of shit like that where he's like just completely outbraining people and just. Yeah. Uh, I embarrassing them.
0: I do kind of re- wish all of the revenge scenes were a bit more elaborate cuz like I think basically 2 out of 4 of them are just like he corners the guy in a thing, he says, "You know what? I did do it." And then he like beats him up. Like it's not this like like the way he describes him getting his revenge is like this piece by piece dismantling of their entire lives, but we don't really see that. No you see in a Simpsons uh, parody of like the Count
1: of Monte Cristo uh, what they do in that is that Homer who serves as the Count sets up a big Rube Goldberg machine uh, to kill the guy okay yeah <laughs> that's work. perfect yeah. yeah it kills him nice yeah and then the woman like comes and cries about it because she's like uh, you've been gone for so long I had a fucking family with this guy what are you doing killing him like that <laughs> which I thought that was an interesting take on it yeah Personally, I would have liked it if he didn't, like, actually get away with the revenge in the end, though. Because, like, the old man warns him that, like, hey, you should not pursue revenge is not the right way to go about things. But, like, it ends up just working out for him.
2: Yeah, it's very unpunished outside of his wife getting shot. Honestly, I wish your wife got fucking shot there or the son took the bullet or something. Like, I feel, I feel like it's kind of disingenuous to show how like perfectly this whole plan worked out and there was like no flaws of them extracting revenge killing somebody and jailing other people yeah like, definitely not a very somebody good should have died yeah he's like warned about it constantly too It wasn't even just the old man it was like this little fucking his little helper guy i can't think of the name of he was constantly warning him about like this is not a good idea you should stop doing this mm. you know just take the money and run just take the girl and run but he doesn't do it he just keeps continuing like they're constantly showing like this is dangerous don't do this and he gets unpunished for it in the end of, you know, to have his wife getting shot. But that's, like, immediately brushed aside the second, the next scene where she's totally fine.
1: Yeah, like, even when his wife was shot, it was weird that she was even in that place with them to begin with. Because she just kind of shows f- up. Yeah, they, like, went there on fucking horseback. How the fuck did she get there?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Like, I don't know if she even knew where it was. She's kind of there now. You yeah, know, she's like, oh, yeah, I happen to know. I'm going to this random abandoned ruin. And they're going to be fighting <laughs> Sarah to the death for <laughs> Maybe this is, like, some significant place to them to... Potentially, sure.
1: I will say, I did watch this film while a bit intoxicated, so there may have been some, like, little
0: things I missed out on. Tragic.
1: So, yeah, I guess, Tanner, do you have anything uh, else you want to say about this film?
0: No, I don't. I, I don't think I do. It, you know, obviously, it's a classic story that stood the test of time. Uh, you know, the the sort of character dynamics were really engaging and whatnot, but, yeah, yeah I thought it I thought was a you. nice little tale.
2: Yeah, I think the acting was really good. I think the Mm set style was really solid. I think the costume design. I think they all really just, it just felt like a convincing showing of the time period they were
0: in. Shout out to to Jim Caviezel as our main character.
1: Yeah. And like the fucking, uh, what's he called? I I keep just calling him like the big bad guy who sends him to jail. That guy, though. (laughs) I thought his costume looked pretty sweet as well the entire time. True. He looked very menacing and like a very squealy little man. Squealy, yeah, were squealy, dude. <laughs> why didn't they
2: just? Why didn't they just kill the main character? Actually, why didn't they just kill him? Why'd they send him to jail? Because like they don't. Because killing him would be too kind, even though all he did was just have a girl that the other guy wanted, and that was it. That's a good question. and I don't think we're prepared <laughs> to answer that.
1: I mean, if anyway. they, I mean, if they like uh, straight up kill them, then like you know, that's uh, some dead guy now, and like that's
0: uh, this whole thing where
1: they have I to mean, explain they this dead as, body. They fake
2: his death, anyways. Like, they it's say true. he's fucking dead to people.
0: I guess it's, I guess they're, I don't know. I guess his friend is like, well, you know, I'm still his best friend. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't kill him. I'm going yeah, to send him to life in prison and getting whipped, like, once every some amount of time. Right. Was that
0: prison, like, warden supposed to be the Marquis de Sade? Maybe.
3: Huh. I
2: don't know. I don't know, know. Anyway. know what the fuck that is. <laughs> don't I
0: don't like France, so I prefer not learn about their history. <laughs> Facts. Fair enough. Anyways, I'm giving this movie an A+. Solid, solid. Jackson, how about you, dude? B. B? Uh,
1: I'm thinking B+, for this movie, personally. Okay.
2: Yeah, i yeah. I had it at B+, and then throughout our talking, I went down to a B. <laughs> yeah, there are
1: definitely a few things that just feel a little too convenient as the film goes on. Yeah. But like, overall, yeah. I
0: still think it's an enjoyable time, you know?
2: Yeah. Anyways, that's to put us at an A minus.
0: Fair enough. solid. My lowest yeah. rank this week was an A.
2: Well, there you—you you had a good week, man. That's I that's did have a good week. Thing. I enjoyed all yeah, these. You did tell us that you felt like this was a really solid set of films. My mm. rankings really do go. In fact, that I thought this was quite the mixed bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad
1: thing though. Speaking of movies. Boy, It's a time again, boys. It's time for us to pick
2: our new movies for the week. Jackson, roll that Patreon, dude. Every time I run this command, I just get really scared that it's going to fucking break again. Oh boy, Please don't break. Please don't break. Good. Yes!
3: We Whoa. got The
2: Other Guys, the 2010 film, The Other Guys, recommended by Steve Harvey's Go, so thank you for the Patreon rest. That's a very silly film.
0: Okay, I've never seen it.
2: I've it also never even heard of it. Uh, it's a.
1: I'm not gonna explain. It. We're gonna watch it anyway. Uh, I am really? going to be balancing that out this week with a horror movie pick. Whoa! It's, yeah, instead of it was actually kind of funny. Instead of the other guys, I'm picking the others.
0: The others. The others.
1: What year is that? Good question. Not entirely sure, but okay. it's the others.
0: Uh, it's 2001. Hmm. I don't know. I I kind of wanna. I got one of the movies this week. I can that we watched this week. I can kind of play off of with my pack, pick, but I don't know if I want to um, tell you what Jackson pick your favorite binary number.
2: My favorite binary number. I'm a big zero guy. Okay, so I'm gonna go with. Let me go with
0: something a little a little more lighthearted, um, but lighthearted, but not adult. So we're, I'm gonna pick We're Back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a silly choice. Yeah, I don't know what year it is, but
1: We're Back. Yeah, but it's heard We're heard Back. At the end of the day, that's a uh, that's a Paulie Shore film, I do believe. I don't think that's true. I mean, yeah. it could be true. Did you know, he do Pauly- voice acting? Uh, you know, yeah, of course. Paulie Shore was in uh, the Goofy movie
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah he played oh.
1: the he played like the dog character who likes to squirt
0: like cheese whiz in his mouth right all right here's the uh the full name uh we're back a dinosaur story 1993 yeah that's tom bluth don bluth i mean ton bluth
1: don don polyshore
0: bluth. it has a 38 percent on rotten tomatoes i enjoy i i remember enjoying this movie as a child so we'll we'll see it's got Jay Leno in it. How could it be bad? True.
2: All right, Jackson. As for you, I I didn't put too much thought into what movie I'm picking this week, so I'm scrambling. I've got so many movies I like want to watch. I probably should set a re- set up a randomizer myself. Oh gosh,
1: you don't really even need to like set one up. I just do a random number generator and go with
2: that. I mean, I, my my list is not numbered. Not numbered because, okay, gotcha. Yeah, the numbered list always fuck up on iOS the notes app for some reason. I could just make like a Google Doc. Uh, guys, give me a number one through three. Two. Two. Guys, we're watching Metropolis.
0: Oh, interesting. Wow. The, what, 1908 film or something like that?
2: Uh, I don't know. I just have Metropolis on my list. I don't know what year it is. Probably 1927. Damn. Yeah, I guess it's a 27 film. Is there, an, is there a newer one? Or is that just it?
0: I mean, that's, and, like, uh, the, uh, like, I watched that, I watched that in, like, one of my, like, history of film classes. <laughs> There's a 2001 film by that name as well.
3: Hmm.
1: Which
2: one am I talking about? I don't know. You want uh, like, um, anime? I mean, the 2001 would... is an anime. Oh. I don't think I'm talking about this one. Oh. No. I might be. I don't think I am. This doesn't ring a bell. I don't really know what the fuck I have on this list for anyways. And I guess we're going to watch the early ass one because I think that'd be a more interesting experience. Uh, are you sure? Like, this anime one looks pretty fucking crazy. Uh, I mean, that one also seems interesting, but, like, this one is a tw- 1927 film. True, I mean, think that's, that's the earliest we've seen by far. Mm-hmm. Jackson, are you adding this anime one to your list?
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: Can I can I can I make us watch the uh, the fucking pictograph of the horse?
3: <laughs> if you really <laughs> want to,
0: <laughs>
1: is that going to be are you changing your movie picture to
2: that? No, I'm
0: not. I'm not doing that. But that'd be yeah, really yeah, fucking. Yeah,
2: please, yeah, please that'd be funny. Movie pick to that. <laughs> Anyways, we got some solid movies this week, guys. Which one are we all most excited for? Um, I guess the other guys. Yeah, I guess time.
0: I guess that one, either that one or um, we're back.
2: Yeah, the only movie I'm familiar with at all is uh, None of Them. I don't know <laughs> anything about any of these fucking movies. So That's probably movie. the other guys because it's a horror movie. That's there not a horror go. movie. The others is the horror movie. The other guys is a comedy. <laughs> Damn it!
1: <laughs> I get that weren't in the others. Then. There we go. Hey Jackson, is there anything else that you're more interested in right now? Am I forgetting something? Huh, are you forgetting (laughs) about our uh, generous Patreon supporters? Dude, I don't care about a generous Patreon support. My cat
0: just scratched You motherfucker,
1: me. you shut the fuck up right now.
0: <laughs> so, everyone, thank you for joining us for another episode of Guapish. If you go over to patreon.com forward slash guapish, you can subscribe for only $1. With that very special dollar, you get access to our pre-Guap show, as well as early access to every episode, as well as access to our Discord server, where you can send in topic recommendations, as well as your movie picks uh just like uh who who did it this week
1: that was i do believe Josh? fucking hunter
0: hunter just like oh, yeah. uh yeah just like hunter did this week and um you know you'll also get 500 slime coin you can interact with us in the discord and uh you get your name read just like the following people Kyler Nikolai, Lavaskin, Top Ramen Man, Joshua Bean, Come, 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 Tutbot, Lucas Ledette, Hunter, and Jacob Edwards. Holy shit, I love each and every one of them, especially Lucas Ledette. Anyway, bye! Bye!
2: Bye Bye-bye!